That's right, Chuck. Hello there. Ninety nine nerds, we're back in the studio, and I'm excited because I finally get to talk to you guys today about dun 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 dun, dun Game of Thrones with Sean Terry, and not Austin, someone better. No, no Terry. I'm vengeous. <laughs> I just finished Game of Thrones. And I told Austin, get the H out of the studio. I'm bringing in my cousin oh my who gosh. also just finished Game of Thrones. So good. Not too long ago. So good. So that we could talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, mm. and uh, just the crazy things that came of that show. Mm. So what's going on, Noah? Just uh, living life, watching Game of Thrones, hanging out. Yeah. Nice. Let's get it, boys. Sean, and you've seen it, right? Water. Yeah, I watched it. Okay. How long ago? Um, I kind of caught up. I don't remember when I started watching the show. It was it was long after it had already started. I basically had caught up to the show right before the final season, and mm-hmm. then I watched the final season mm-hmm. as it aired. Week to week as it aired. I gotcha. And that was the last time I really watched the show was back then when uh, that final season came out. I gotcha. I feel like this show is a lot better stream when it's binged. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know I if agree. I would have liked it as much. I agree. Yeah. One could make an argument that that is the case for all shows. Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're in that period where I, we've talked about, we talk about this all the time when it comes up. Like, I don't know why in the far flung future, the year of our Lord, 2023, we're still uh, like doing episodes week by week. Yeah. Like just release the whole thing. Exactly. Which reminds me, Ahsoka comes out tomorrow, actually. Yeah, but then what? that's like, oh, cool. I'll watch it in two months. Right, <laughs> You know, it's when it's like, all done. And it won't be that good of a show. Cause, oh, you know, no. Yeah. I don't know if her good things, but I'll oh. we'll have to see. It's like it's like when you don't want to watch trailers before a movie because you really want to like get the movie, the full experience. Right. It's like, well, we don't want to watch shows week by week. We want right. to get the full experience. Exactly. I hear you. Oh, bro. Well... Let's dive right into Game of Thrones Let's get it. because I have a lot to say. Um, I'm going to try to contain this into one episode of a podcast, mm-hmm. um, but in reality, I have about 10 episodes of content I could go through. Oh my gosh. Yep. So just to <laughs> recap, this show is amazing. Okay. Just mm. general thoughts. The show is amazing. It brings every character, every type of character arc on the field, on the playing field, there's so many different full circle moments that happen throughout the eight seasons. The music is awesome. The action is awesome. All these things are amazing. I think what the show does a really good job of is telling a story. Um, I can't name too many loose ends that they didn't tie up. I know there's some, but they did a very well job um, of completing the story, I think. But that being said, completing the story doesn't mean a happy ending. Exactly. I think this show does a great job of teaching you things do not go the way you want them to or hope them to. Right. But you still enjoy it. And it's still great. Someone yeah. The show's a tragedy. Someone had to die. Yeah. So, Noah, what are your general thoughts before we dive into, like, the seasons? Are we rating or, like, just general thoughts? You can give your rating <clears throat> overall. I'm not going to rate it until we really start talking about it and I think about it. But, uh, no, I like what you said. It's exactly that. It's a, uh, it, it's not a, 
it's not a good wholesome show to watch and everybody wins at the end it's it's a tragedy and it's just brutal to watch character to character just die that you love um my wife actually printed out this beautiful list of me and drew you know houses and stuff like that and i'm looking at it right now and it's it's just clicking in my head like every single character in here is dead oh my gosh <laughs> like nobody wins in the end no so yeah the, the show finds a way to stab you in every spot of your body off that won't kill you yeah but will hurt you it's just brutal um so i'll, I'll give my rating Do i it. think this show overall 9.8 oh my gosh 9.8 and that's the highest i've ever rated anything i'm gonna i'm gonna do 9.7 oh my god i'm gonna do a 9.7 dang yeah high praise dude i don't know where this show ranks amongst like all shows of all time it's one of the shows of all time is it okay is it i would guess that cool because this is great but i will say this is not a show for everyone no it's not a show for kids it's not a show for 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 mom (laughs) for mom yeah Yeah. don't let your mother watch this show uh and there's definitely some themes and scenes that even some men and young women shouldn't see (laughs) um that's grotesque that's but just for the culture just for 99 nerds i had to watch this Mm -hmm. against you know my own uh, will, I guess. There you go. You wanted to be a pop, a part of the culture, a part of the conversation. Exactly. So I like, did it. Like 10 years later. But yeah, let's do it. I'm a little late, but <laughs> I suppose okay. that your experience uh, uh, years later was positively shaped. Exactly. Then, yes. same with Noah, mm-hmm. than uh, most of us who watched it when the show f- premiered. Yes. Yeah. I think there's a lot of uh, controversy about the ending of the show, which we'll get into. Um, but just to start, season one kind of sets the tone. We got the story of Ned Stark and his kids, and they're setting up the different players on the playing field, mm. um, establishing the Game of Thrones for the Iron Throne. Um, but the story starts off with ne- Ned Stark, <clears throat> an honorable man, the most honorable man you'll ever meet. And it's his story becoming the hand's king or the king's hand. <laughs> um the hands and king sounds like a totally different job <laughs> <laughs> oh no um and it's a story of ultimately ned stark and his honor leading to his death yeah <laughs> um and that was kind of how the show catapulted into uh this story um basically ned stark knew a secret about the king and he did the honorable thing to uh investigate yeah. let the people know yeah and uh, he was killed for it in an awful way. Yep. Um, so, well, I would say that's what makes that first season so good. Is it starts off um, with a really good mystery? Yes. Who killed John Aaron? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Yeah. Um, I would actually compare. You know, a lot of shows have like okay first seasons, and then people talk about how they get better and better and better. I think Parks and Rec is a good example. People mm-hmm. think the first season is eh, and then it gets better. Uh, season one of Game of Thrones does exactly the smart thing that Stranger Things season one did, which is it starts off with a mystery that the entire plot centralizes around. Uh, yes. It's like the nature of John Aaron. How did he die? What's like the what's the secret that he was keeping? And even though not necessarily every plot line actually ties to that, you have every character is associated to somebody who is kind of 
wrapped inside that. So it kind of keeps all these connections together as the plot moves forward. Mm, right. Um, and John Aaron was the hand of the king. Right. Um, he had racks on his eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure. Um, so the hand of the king dies. They're trying to figure out who it is. They name Ned Stark to be the new hand of the king, um, where he starts figuring things out. He goes to tell a secret, and he is beheaded before he can tell everybody. Right. Um, in front of both his daughters, mm-hmm. which is really jacked up. It's it's pretty bad. Um, yeah, this the end of this season really uh, I thought was comparable to I had the same gut wrenching moment as when Negan kills Glenn yeah. in The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, I had this same moment when Ned Stark's get beheaded. Yeah, because he he had a chance not to get beheaded. Mm-hmm. He was offered um, a way out to just tell the truth about the king, um, and by telling the truth. Basically, he would be lying and saying the king is um, the rightful heir to the throne, which he wasn't. Right. So he uh, he ends up. You could compromise. A good compromise, yes. He ends up compromising and lying to everybody that yes, this is the true king, even though it wasn't. And he says, "Okay, thanks for telling the truth, um, but we can't have traitors." And then he beheads him yeah. right then and there. And that's when Joffrey became the most hated human being in the world. Yep. Noah, yeah. when you first started watching the show, did you know about that end of season one twist? <laughs> no, no. So executed? I I watched it with uh, my brother-in-law, sister-in-law, and my wife, um, you know, I've, like twice a week for, I want to say like three months. But yeah, we were in their basement. I remember discussing with my brother-in-law, I'm like... Man, I love Ned. He's the coolest character in the world. Yep. And oh, then man. just literally, I swear it was that episode. That's that how they is, get you. Yeah. I would say when I when I watched the show, that was like one of the only real things about Game of Thrones I knew that the PO because the the books have been you know, the book series has existed since like the nineties. Right. So that was something I knew about the books. I knew about the show. Oh, it's got this crazy twist in the first book. The main POV character gets mm. killed, and that's like what sets it apart from all these other fantasy novels mm. is that it's so much more gritty and oh no it's unpredictable plot so it's interesting that neither of you guys seem to have any clue that that was going to happen it's it's crazy because he was uh he was wait boring me right i'm thinking that right yeah, yeah sean so was, bean yeah so it's sean bean and he's like the most a-list character on the show and then that's what totally threw me through a loop that i'm like oh he's going to be the main character through all of this yeah. and then just it yeah they yeah. really set the tone that like this is your protagonist. Right. This is your hero. This is I mean, like, you, you're with them the entire first season, and then they just end it like quickly too. It's not even like a dramatic thing. And what I was saying during that season was like, you know him from Lord of the Rings, where he kind of has a downfall, where he like straight up wants the ring for himself. Give it to me. <laughs> but then, um, you know, he has his redemption moment and dies, whatever, in yep. Lord of the Rings. But in this one, he's the complete opposite, but he's still playing the same character. Yep. He's that medieval, like, no change to his look, the same hair, same, like, yeah. so he looks True. exactly how he was in Lord of the Rings, except total flip of character. He's an honorable, awesome dude. He's just Sean Bean being Sean Bean. Yeah. He got Sean Bin. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah. They cut us that off. It was yeah, they <laughs> beheaded his beaner. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, that's that kind of catapults the story into um, the Starks versus the Lannisters. Right. Uh, the Lannisters have their son on the throne, um, Joffrey, who might be one of the worst characters in any show, any movie. <laughs> um, he's the worst. Where's he on this list? Yeah, he's just, oh, God, I hate him. But um, so season two, the Starks are not happy that their father is gone. <laughs> so, I mean, who, how could you be, right? Exactly. So season two is the story of like the Starks banding together, getting as many people as they can together mm. to a start clash a war. of kings. Yeah, it's like say. the fi- start of the what is it? The five war of the five kings. War of the yes. five kings. Yeah. Um, and which set this up was. Uh, the the king that was on the throne, Robert Baratheon, mm-hmm. he died, right, and um, he had a son with Cersei, mm-hmm. who we will talk about. Yeah, <laughs> even worse. <laughs> and so basically, Robert dies. So his son, the next oldest, mm-hmm. um, takes over, and this is Joffrey. Um, and basically, the secret is. Joffrey is not a legitimate son of Robert. He's actually Jamie and Cersei's son. Jamie Lannister is Cersei's brother. Oh yeah. We're getting into that. Mooka Shaga Oh my gosh. <laughs> um so it gets wild, and you find this out that Cersei and her brother are having kids together through the lens of Bran. Bran catches Jamie and Cersei um, in a room and uh, doing some bad things. And Jamie throws him out a window, like three stories up, four stories up. Breaks his legs. Breaks his legs. That's Bran's story. We'll get back to him yeah. later on. But Bran um, has broken pretty much legs. all that happens with him. Honestly. Bran the broken. Um, but so you've got all these different people that think they have the rightful claim to the throne yeah you um it. uh God, what are their names so this season is about the five kings so the five people who think they have uh ownership of the throne so you got robert or uh sorry stannis, stannis baratheon which is robert's older brother no 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 his next youngest brother. or um yes robert's next youngest yes and then and then there is another baratheon brother named renly renly yeah thank you devon there is uh, Rob Stark, who the North claims as their king, um, and Rob Stark is out for vengeance for his father being beheaded. Mm-hmm. And then you have Joffrey, who is on the throne, right? Um, illegitimately, because he's Jamie's kid, not Robert's. But the world doesn't know that exactly. And then the fifth one was that would be the Iron, uh, ba- the Iron Island, Balon. Balon Greyjoy. Balon oh, Greyjoy. Balon Greyjoy. Okay. Which is just, come on. It's just an opportunistic, just, like, oh, the war, it's World War II. Okay, I'm going to throw my hat do, in the ring. I guess I'll just throw my hat out there and <laughs> right. see if I can get away with it. I got ships. Let's do it. Right. I feel like there's a I feel like there's a World War II uh, now parable there of like, oh, the world's going crazy. I guess I'm just going to, uh, nobody's going to stop me. So it's going to. Japan just throwing a plane at Pearl Harbor. That's about it. Um, so Stannis Baratheon, he has this army, um, but he is straight up selling his soul to the devil. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's got a, a, a lady with him who is uh, the Lord of Fire's 
like priestess, the Lord of Light, yeah, or fire, the Lord of Light, fire yeah. God. I she's don't the remember. devil. Um, so she's in his she's ear, claiming that the Lord of Light is leading them to the Iron Throne, where Stannis will one day rule. Right. So Stannis is trusting this creepy woman um, in doing anything necessary to get himself to the throne. A religious cult. Yes. Yes. Um, basically what they do is they sacrifice people for the Lord of Light mm-hmm. by burning them alive. Yep. Um, it's pretty messed up. Awkward because, you know, the viewer knows things that obviously most of the people in the world can't know. But the view, so the viewer would infer like, well, technically, yes, Stannis Baratheon has the legitimate claim to the throne if we're being technical about it. But then he's also like into the occult. So you're like, no, well, yeah, he's not. Let's not do that. Not a good choice. Um, so then it shows you the the story of Renly Baratheon, um, who gets the courage to come out and say, no, it's my throne for the taking. Um, he just assumes he'll be better than his brother. Yeah. Maybe, but also like just never going to work. Right. He's shorter. All he's got is oh Captain Phasma. That's it. He's got Captain Phasma. He's got his Rainbow Knights. Which is Brienne of Tarth. L- right. Um... So yeah, Brienne of Tarth is his Kingsguard lady, um, formerly known as, Ca- or I guess not formally, but yeah, F- Captain Phasma was after. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, she's in Star Wars as Captain Phasma, Chrome Dome. Chrome Dome. Um, but basically, through some dark magic, Stannis kills his brother Renly. Um, so there goes a king. And then Stannis invades King's Landing towards the end of the season. Wild. Battle of Blackwater. That's kind of their... uh, I guess this show tends to do their penultimate episode. Episode 9 of a 10-episode season is like the big... Oh, yeah. The big battle or the big twist, something like that. Something always happens on episode 9. The the season finales are always bomb. And in this case, it was... Tyrion Lannister comes to the rescue. Boom. Now, we didn't mention Tyrion, but Tyrion's one of my favorites. He is the show. Tyrion is the imp. Uh, he is a Lannister. His story is that he is the brother of Jamie and Cersei. Um, his father is Tywin Lannister, um, who looks and sounds exactly like Count Dooku, but he's not. No. He is... Um, Char- played by Charles Dance. Yes, he is the man, like the most powerful man in Westeros. Um, he pretty much the wealthiest man alive. He's got the biggest army, all that good stuff. Um, but back to Tyrion. Tyrion is an imp. Um, he is the midget dude but played by Peter Dinklage. And his story is a tragedy. His family hates him. Because at childbirth, he killed his mother. Not on purpose, obviously, but his family blames him for it. So they hate him and they treat him like doo-doo. Tragic. Um, so you get his story. Uh, you get um, this man who kind of overcomes a lot of stuff. And even though he's little and can't really fight, he is knowledgeable and hilarious at times. Yeah, what makes Tyrion a great character is that um, despite being underprivileged or uh, disadvantaged he is the smartest guy in the room and the funniest yeah and that's those are both qualities that make him very likable for sure and he is placed in the most unliked family yeah (laughs) um 
you you kind of come to hate that name Lannister and everybody that's tied to it. Maybe another to aspect of Tyrion that makes him work really well is he seems to be smarter than the politics around him. He seems a little bit less petty, less prone to conspiracies and outlandish suspicions and superstitions. So he's he's the one who kind of puts pieces together of what's going on better than most. Mm. Yeah, I, that's exactly how I would put it. Um, and throughout season two, he kind of has a cool little story where he's captured by the Starks. Um, obviously, Ned was just beheaded. So or this might be season one. I, I can't remember. This was, uh, yeah, season one, this kind of got picked up. So because, before the beheading. Yeah, this was after Ned Stark. Uh, this was when uh, Bran, it was discovered that Bran was attempt, not only he fell out a window, but then an assassin tried to kill him while he was in a coma still. Um, his mother realized that this was no accident. Somebody has been trying to murder my son. Uh, eventually she tracked down the dagger the assassin had as um, the property of Tyrion. Mm. And that's how they eventually tried to, they found a way to arrest him. And it was Valyrian steel. Yeah. That's important. That comes I into play looked later. that up today, actually. Yeah. It was Valyrian steel. Yeah. Long story short, it wasn't Tyrion's dagger. It was kind of a frame. He was kind of framed, but that's gets into a whole other issue. We're so, so much. It, and that's the thing. <laughs> There's so many moving parts in this show. And so many characters. Right. It's so hard to dissect everything in a one one podcast. Yeah. So we're kind of just trying to keep it generic. Um, He's but, a systematic, dynamic character. Yes. Um, so the end of season two, Stannis goes to take King's Landing, which is where the king resides, the Iron Throne. And Tyrion notices that King Joffrey is a punk. <laughs> uh, he doesn't step up to fight for his people. And He's he kind of... cruel and very foolish cruel. and arrogant. And yes. So Tyrion steps up. baby. Saves the day. He's a baby. Um, he discovers that there are bombs underneath King's Landing. Um, Dra- oh God, what is that called? I don't remember the what it's called. Flame. Dragon... Dragon's... Jelly. Dragon's yeah. fart. We'll dragons, call it that. Dragon's... Dragon jelly. Dragon's not. Yeah. Um, so he discovers that they have that under the city, um, underneath the sept, and he uses that to blow up Stannis' ships as they're coming in, and he kind of saves the day. 200, so, 200 IQ play. Weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. So Stannis goes back into hiding. Now. Right. So that's kind of the story of season two. All these moving parts, all these different kings um, that think they have claim to the throne. Um... And we move into season three, which is Rob Stark uh, moving forward with his armies mm-hmm. towards um, the Lannisters at King's Landing. And he's taking people out left and right. He's this young kid. Uh, he's, he's on it. He is just going off. Um, what I love about the Starks is very early on in season one, they they find these wolves. Dire wolves. Yes, yeah. dire wolves. They find these baby wolves. And there's what five of them six of them there is uh, one two three four five there's six there's yeah. one for each stark child and one a white for one each for john snow yeah the runt yes exactly so all these different stark kids have their own dire wolf throughout the show um their little companion and they're pretty sweet and what i like about the dire wolves they are op 
like oh they're, they're massive they're, wolves yeah they're huge like bigger than a normal wolf like they ride them but what they do a good job of is they don't overuse them in the show which they totally could have yeah you're right like any any problem that happens they could just sick their wolf on and just be like kill them they don't do that they it's use true. them very well throughout the show I like the scene where Jamie's captured then it comes in mm-hmm. and it's like it just takes up the entire screen because it's massive mm-hmm. uh, so yeah season 3 we've got Rob Stark uh, making his way towards King's Landing um <laughs> And just kind of geography-wise, you've got the seven kingdoms, okay, within the Westeros. same... Yes, it's called Westeros. Mm. Um, across the sea is Essos, I want to say. Yes. Um, and in Essos, we have a character who is coming up through the ranks. Uh, not through the ranks, but... Accumulating power. Yes, accumulating power. And this is... Uh, um. Um, what's her name? Um, Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. Daenerys Stormborn. Daenerys Stormborn. Um, come to find out, Daenerys Targaryen. Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah. She is a Targaryen, and the Targaryens were on the throne before Robert. Before everything going on right now. Before Robert's rebellion. You had a Targaryen, and this Targaryen guy went nuts. And just lost his mind. He's known as the Mad King. Right. And what he started doing was just burning people alive. Um, the Targaryens go hand in hand with dragons. Yes. Um, they're known for their dragons and being yes. in touch with dragons and stuff. So this guy had a dragon and basically just killed anybody he wanted whenever he wanted. Right. And he went mad. And well, basically. I would. Not necessarily her uh, father, the Mad King. He wasn't. Th- he didn't have any dragons. The dragons had gone extinct by that point. Right. But the Targaryen family had claimed and conquered Westeros because they had dragons. Yes. Um, But by the time her father was king, that family had lost all political leverage and was very hated and had a very fragile rule over the kingdom. And as soon as he started going crazy, people were like, yeah. It's we, about to go down. We got to get rid of him. So Jamie Lannister, who was his king's guard, the Mad King's king's guard, yep. which is like the king's knights. They're yeah. they're like go to guys, bodyguards. Yes, the bodyguards, as you will. Um, basically, Jamie took matters into his own hands and killed the Mad King, even though he is sworn, sworn to protect them. So yeah. Jamie is set up as like this punk dude. Yeah. Who just doesn't oath breaker Jamie. A man King without Slayer. honor. Yes, a yeah. man without honor. King Slayer. And who, that's not just a medal in in the Halo games. Yeah. That's right. a title that he had to live with. And he's in love with his sister. Oh, like gosh. he's just he's gross. Go kiss he's, your sister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's got he's, a Luke regular Luke Skywalker. Yeah, the Lannisters here. right off the rip are just awful characters to begin with. But. Yeah, they definitely set it up to where you hate Jamie. Every one of them. Yeah. You, <laughs> they're the worst. Yep. Um, but yeah, so uh, Jamie's known as the Kingslayer and uh, his full circle is actually really really well done, I think, um, throughout the eight seasons, which we'll get to. Yes. Um, but season three, you've got Rob Stark making his way. And basically, Rob Stark leaves the North. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Starks own the North. That's like 
where they're from, Winterfell. Right. So at the top of the map, you have this giant wall, which I explained to Austin in a couple couple episodes ago. But you have this giant wall, and north of the wall is this big mystery. Um, the wall is keeping something out. You don't really know. But at this wall, you have the Night's Watch. The Night's Watch is made up of a bunch of criminals and people that were sent there as like a... a Prison sentence. Yeah. yeah a life sentence right. um, where you're, you just have to do your duty Pro- for the wall. Protect the wall. Yeah. So the Stark boys, Ned Stark's sons, are Rob, Bran, Rickon... Jon Snow, who is a illegitimate son of Ned. From um, different marriage. From a different woman, not different a marriage. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um, Sansa, the daughters. Sansa is the Arya. daughter and Arya, yes. Um, so this show sets up this family. And this family you love. Right. You hate the Lannisters, but man, you love the Starks. Right. Um, and basically, Jon Snow is hated by his mom because he is an illegitimate son he's not her kid i hope you like pain so this dude is set up as you know the the runt of the family exactly yeah and that's why he got the runt of the dire wolves kind of like me and the terry's family he sits at a tiny table next to everybody else yeah it's really funny um so john snow has the best story in the show he ends up going to the night's watch and um starting his new life there with a clean slate and um i'm sure we'll get back to him but uh so you've got back to the geography of the map you've got the north um where there's wildlings just random crazy people out there um north of the wall yep you've got this mysterious threat going on where people are just dying um babies are being eaten mm-hmm. that type of stuff wild stuff Crazy. maybe not eaten but yep. <laughs> um so then you've got the wall, the Night's Watcher there, and then just south of the wall is Winterfell. And this is where the Starks reside. And then everything south is King's Landing, all everything else. Right. We don't need to get into everything, but um so Rob Stark is making his way south. And as he's making his way south, things happen in Winterfell where he, it gets taken over. Um so Rob is stuck in this place where he's winning the war making his way towards king's landing but he needs to decide does he go back home and take his home back or does he keep going advancing to take the king's landing right so along the way he's making truces with people and he's doing whatever he can to grow his army and ensure a victory for the starks right and there is this moment where his mom secures this passageway for them to go through with their army to get to king's landing but the deal is he gets the passage but he has to marry the guy who owns the passage Walder Frey yeah. Walder Frey he has to marry a Frey girl oh my gosh oh my gosh is right yeah so Rob's mom sets this deal up what does Rob do he goes and falls in love with a different girl yeah oh, brother this guy stinks yep <laughs> and full circle moment they need to turn back to go back to their home. Rob decides he's going back for Winterfell. On his way back, he sees this Walder Frey guy and basically has this moment where he's like, yeah, thanks for letting us through, but I'm real sorry about that deal because I impregnated this girl over here. Yeah. Talissa, I think her name was. Um, 
And Walder Frey's like, that's all right, I guess. Yeah. Rob's like, out of good faith, I'm going to give you my uncle, who's significantly older and way uglier yeah. than me. Oh, <laughs> um, he's okay. So Walder Frey's like, no, let's, let's celebrate. Let's throw, let's throw a wedding for this guy and my daughter. So it's the end of the season. So that means something crazy is going to happen. Now, going into Game of Thrones, I've always heard the Red Wedding. The Red Wedding is, oh my God, the Red Wedding. Yeah. This is the Red Wedding. That's brutal. And I didn't know it was the Red Wedding, so it hit me like like it hit Rob. Yeah. <laughs> um, at this wedding, Rob and his wife are like, what are we going to name the baby? And let's name it Ned after my dead dad. Yeah. <laughs> and Catelyn, really hammering it in, huh? Catelyn is like, oh man, like finally, you know, my son is having this moment and whatever and everything's good for the Starks finally. And then the music changes. Yeah, that's, that's what happens. And I love the music in this show because it does a great job of setting the tone for mm-hmm. like what's going on. Yep. So I noticed it and I said out loud to Emily, don't know what's going on but that music is whack. Like something weird is going on. Mm-hmm. So Catelyn's at this wedding. Catelyn Stark, Ned's wife. And she is talking to her, one of her trusted allies, and she like pulls up his uh, his sleeve. <laughs> what does she see, dog? She sees like just chainmail armor underneath him. Oh my gosh, it's so bad. <laughs> and then there's like this uh oh moment of like, why are you wearing armor at a wedding? It's a trap. And then all of a sudden, Walder Frey's men all stand up and start killing. All of the Stark army. It's the most brutal scene in the world. Catelyn freaks out. Rob's like, what's going on? They got crossbow archers shooting down at everybody. Yeah, it's just raining down, killing everyone. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It is wild. Uh, They they kill Rob's wife right in front of him, and then they kill Rob, and then they kill Catelyn. Brutally kill her. Then they kill Catelyn. Hey, did you see that sky today? Talk, <laughs> talk about, about talk about red, <laughs> yeah. because the Stark's blood was spilled on that night, and they did awful things with his body. It's just yes, oh. that was one of the worst parts. Yeah, it's just they killed the wolf, Rob's wolf, they killed Rob, and then they combined their bodies and they paraded him like we just won. Where they just killed King of the North. It's not. It's a dark show. The Lannisters send their regards. Yeah, so now uh, both Ned Stark and his wife are dead yes his eldest son is dead yep uh most of his officers and kind of leaders were are dead were essentially killed in this assassination as well yes mm-hmm. so rob cat and ned are dead at this point sansa and Arya were stuck in king's landing ned promised robert his daughter to hit to robert's son right which would mean sansa would become queen yes so Sansa's got a cool story. I, we'll get back to her. We'll we'll kind of touch on different characters at the end, um, but just to kind of paint the general picture of the show, season four is about Jon Snow in the Wildlings. In the Wildlings, yeah, in his story, yes, um, in Egret, yes. So basically, Jon Snow is making his way um, up the ranks in the Night's Watch, mm-hmm. um, and. They are protecting the wall from wildlings. Um, 
which are just people north of the wall that want to come south. Yes. And they're sworn to protect the wall at all costs. So the Night's Watch hates the Wildlings. The Wildlings hates the Night Watch for centuries. This battle has been going on between the two. Um, but Jon Snow goes north of the wall um, on like a, a mission quest with his boys to figure out what's going on because there's some there's some mysterious things going on. Um, and this is where we get introduced to like White Walkers, which are just these like ice zombie looking people. Spooky. It's wild. Very spooky. Um, but a lot of the season is based on John. But you also have um, King Joffrey's rule and how cruel he is, um, how bad he treats Sansa. He ends up throwing Sansa, Sansa to the curb and taking Marjorie as his wife, and then, and then making Sansa marry the imp Tyrion yeah. um, because. He hates Tyrion and Sansa, <laughs> so he's just Scumbag. trying to punish him. Right. Um, there's a lot of moving parts, a I'll lot of characters. You, I think real quick. I believe it was actually Tywin Lannister, the dad of the Lannister family, who organized that little exchange. He wanted Tyrion to marry Sansa. That's true. He didn't care how much Tyrion did not want to marry Sansa. But his thinking was, look, I got to secure some alliances. I got to like lock down some of these family things now. Otherwise, we're going to be at war forever. And then I believe he also wanted Cersei Lannister to marry um, uh, one of the Tyrell uh, men. And the Tyrells are another very, very powerful family in Westeros. So Tywin Lannister, again, is even though he is very cold, he's also calculating. He's yeah. kind of pragmatic about things. But that's also why his kids hate him because he, they perpetually feel like they're pawns, yeah, to his, his politi- game. to his political game, yeah, yeah. The, and honestly, like the way, the way this show works, like the wheel that it turns on, yeah. is wild. That's crazy. The way Tywin changes the game and the way Cersei plays her game, and it's too much. It's a little too much. <laughs> we, you can't sit here so, yeah. all day and just explain every. You would just have to watch the show right. or watch a recap. Yeah. Um, but basically, season four ends with uh, Joffrey and Marjorie getting married. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. What a happy event! A new queen, and this queen's actually she's like, for the people. Pure. Yeah. Yes, she has her motives, but she's actually. But like, we don't know that yet. A good queen. Right. Um. So at their wedding, Joffrey is just humiliating Tyrion because yeah. he hates Tyrion. And then all of a sudden, Joffrey dies. Joffrey chokes to death and on his wine, which Tyrion had been... He was pouring. He was the cupbearer. He was the cupbearer. So everyone's like, yo, Tyrion just killed the king. Yeah. Ooh. So Tyrion goes on trial. Now... In the midst of all this chaos, Sansa is smuggled out of King's Landing because just being with Tyrion, right. she is a, an accomplice. Right. She gets smuggled out by Littlefinger. Littlefinger. Right. Now we haven't talked about Littlefinger yet. He's scum too. That's right, Chuck. Littlefinger is the scum of the earth. Yeah. He is the master manipulator. Mm-hmm. He is a brothel he, he owner. Thrives on chaos. He is not one to fight. Yeah. He is one to betray and manipulate. Yeah. 
Um, so he's a sneaky little sneak. And his story is interesting because you find out more and more about him as the seasons go on. And P- like, Peter Baelish is his real name. Yes, Peter Baelish. Um, but he was in love with Catelyn Stark. Yeah. And he loved her so much so that he was one of the driving forces where Ned Stark was murdered, beheaded. Yeah. He set up that situation for Ned Stark to get captured um, and then beheaded. So technically he set up everything with him, but Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. So Peter Baelish, remember that name because he is a little finger. That's yeah. his name. <laughs> little finger, little finger, little finger, little finger. So Tyrion's on trial for killing the king. Um, while this is going on, the wildlings attack the Night's Watch. Right. Um, Jon Snow spends the whole season with the wildlings. Mm-hmm. Um, he tries to become one of them. He falls in love with one. Falls in love with one of them. Yeah. So much so that even off screen, they, they get, get married. married. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. Right. Um, but Jon Snow ends up coming now that's back. That's some method acting. Yeah. yeah. 100%. It's crazy. That's like when God told the prophet Hosea to marry a prostitute to make a point. (laughs) Her name was Gomer. Yeah. Oh, brother. (laughs) Um, So, yes. You can do to help a person like that. Tyrion's on trial. Yeah. And all this dude's ever done is put up with everyone's crap. And then have his brother bail him out. <laughs> have his brother bail him out, his dad hating on him. Mm-hmm. And um, at Tyrion's trial, he says, I want, forget all this trial where three people are going to decide my fate. I choose my right to a trial by combat. Oh my gosh. Long story short, there's a bunch of different players, but these two people fight for the innocence or guilt of Tyrion Lannister. And Tyrion loses. Mando gets his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Pedro Pascal is Tyrion's uh, champion. Yeah. And he gets smoked because he's too caught up in his lust for revenge. Yeah. Um. So Mando gets brought in cold, and <laughs> thanks, Sean. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I can bring you in warm. Yeah. Bring you in cold. Yeah. Thanks. No carbon freezing though for him. Right. Because he's. Dead in yeah, medieval yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, exploded. Tyrion is actually bailed out by his brother Jamie. There's an we we finally see an ounce of good in Jamie. They smuggle him out. He loves his little brother. That's he does. Yeah. Dang, if only I felt that way. I know. If only Austin felt that way. He would be on this podcast right now. <laughs> um so Tyrion is bailed out, he gets let go, and before Tyrion dips out of King's Landing to get away, yep. um, because Tyrion is going to be put to death. Yep. And his dad was basically the judge. Mm. His dad decided that Tyrion's going to die. Yeah. Which is really it's messed so up. Bad. Um, so Tyrion sneaks out. Now, what we didn't mention about Tyrion, he is kind of a sleazebag. Yeah. But throughout the seasons, we see him um, wanting to just settle down with a woman and just love a woman and be loved. Yep. Instead of going around and messing around with other women, he yep. just wants one woman. Mm-hmm. He falls in love with a woman, Shay. Yeah. Shay. Yeah. Secret love going on because we find out before he was in love with a woman, his father found out and had her killed. Yeah. So Tyrion finds this new girl, 
keeps her on the DL. Did he ever killed or did he have her just like, like paraded as a super violated? Yeah, I think she was killed. Violated then killed. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, might as well just go all the way with it, right? right. So Shay um, was Tyrion's love interest, and she was working as a handmaiden for Sansa, actually. Yeah. Um, but her and Tyrion were secretly in um, love, in love, dating, whatever. Um, so at the trial, they bring Shay out, <sighs> and nobody's supposed to know about Shay. Yeah. And Shay is on the stand, gut wrenching. And she just starts lying her butt off about Tyrion. Not in a good way. Yeah. She says, everything is true. Tyrion conspired to kill the king. And you're just like, oh my gosh. Everybody is out against Tyrion. And this was supposed to be the one person that wasn't. You're with them now? (laughs) Yep. And she was. She was with them now. So Shay betrayed him. Um... And his heart breaks, mm. and holy crap, Peter Dinklage sells that scene because my heart broke he for screams. him. Screams. He is just in agony yeah, that bad. this girl would betray him. Um, but then he breaks free. No, uh, so that was before he he yeah. was. Jamie, let go. Jamie lets him go. So before he dips out of King's Landing, he goes to pay his father a visit. Um. And he goes into his father's quarters. He sneaks in because mm-hmm. um, he's little and he can fit in little oh places. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes in and he doesn't find his dad laying in bed. He finds Shay laying <gasps> in his father's bed. Oh, no. Yeah. And he's like, you're with them now? <laughs> it's And he kills her. <laughs> and it's wild That's because bad. it's like you want... You wanted that. You want him to be happy, and he just can't get it. But, like, you almost feel good that he was able to kill her. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) It kind of ruins you morally as a person, the show. Um, You kind of root for the death of people. and Joffrey choking. I was like, yes. Yeah. I wish it was a longer scene. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, But, so Tyrion kills this girl, and then he goes and finds his dad. Mm -hmm. And he has this, like... On the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> he has this uh, dialogue between him and his dad. And While he's on the toilet. His dad's like, you're not going to kill me. And then he does. Yeah. <laughs> he straight up kills him. So then Tyrion runs. But Tyrion did what he had to do yeah. and then got out. He gets in a small box and he goes in the ship. With Varys. To Essos. To Essos. That's where Daenerys Stormborn is. Oh my gosh. What's going on with her story? She's taking everything. Yeah. Daenerys is... She's got dragons now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, her- Daenerys' storyline is... There's a lot of layers to it, but it's also fairly simple. It's right. like a very linear... Yeah. She starts off as like a kind of slave wife to a warlord. He dies. Aquaman, yeah. She kind of shows her survivability and adaptability by still having people loyal to her after that happens. Yep. She supernaturally gets dragons... Um, from these eggs that were gifted to her, but should have been like dead, right? And then it's just kind of a steady climb, a oh, rise her to power, just getting bigger and bigger, and gaining bigger. more and more yeah. bigger armies, more love and respect from people. She's going around influence. to slave countries and freeing them, yeah. And then the slaves want to be part of her army. Yes, yeah. Yeah. she is very this- clear analogy to uh, Queen Elizabeth. 
Yeah. She is this embodiment of like hope and freedom. Oh, and wait, wait, never mind. A breath of fresh air. Yeah. Um, and she's just saying like she, her father was the Mad King who mm-hmm. went mad and wanted to burn everybody in right. the city down. I am a princess. And she's like, I am a princess of, uh, Westeros. Well, no, where was she from? S House. I don't Valeria. know. Targaryen. Valeria. <laughs> Targaryen. Um, so she has, in her eyes, she has the rightful claim to the throne. Right. She's got a great story. All you know is her father was the worst, and then her brother is the worst. Yeah. They get rid of him pretty quick. Very yeah. quickly. Oh my god, we're moving now. It's um yeah. <laughs> so she so her story is just like we're gonna kill all the masters yeah. and free the slaves. Right. And you just see it through this lens of like freedom and hope, and she's so good and she's freeing all these people and growing her right her army. Yeah, her yeah. she's becoming more and more powerful in creating her um uh, kingdom? Kingdom, yes. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. That'd be the right word. Her kingdom is building. All she needs is to go overseas to Westeros, take it over, and rule yeah. as queen. Right. Um, she's got three dragons. How do you beat that? They are nukes. That's Straight up. Yeah. Um, so we see the dragons growing up throughout the seasons. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much her story. Yeah. That's pretty much it. She hires some unsoli people. Um, there's a... Uh, What's the girl's name? Um, Melisande? No, uh, is it Melisande? Melisande. 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 and the red woman. Ibombe. Yes. <laughs> Melisande. Yeah. And then you got Jora Mormont, who's in love with her, but we don't go into that. That's, you know. And then uh, Drogon. Yeah. Yeah. The dragon. Drogon the dragon. Uh, Viserys the dragon. <laughs> and Rhaegal. Rhaegal the Rhaegal. dragon. Yeah. I don't think he goes by, hey, look, it's Drogon the dragon. <laughs> Drogon. <laughs> like Barney the dinosaur. Right. <laughs> He's friendly. He's the friendly one. I doubt, I, literally the opposite is true. Um, but they, throughout the eight seasons, they do a good job of like, Daenerys, your father was like the worst thing that's ever happened in the kingdom, but you are this perfect uh, pe- or um you polar are opposite. Polar opposite of your dad, and you, have you to be are. You're the rightful queen, and you're right. going to be better than he ever was, and exactly what the nation needs. And you see her story through this lens. You of, you root for her through the do. entire show. She's Han Solo's butt. girlfriend. Yeah, she's <laughs> you, just, you just want nothing but the best. She's the girl from uh, Secret Invasion. Yeah. She's the girl. On, she's the girl on fire. The girl on fire, Stormblood, yeah. leader of the Andals, mother of dragons, yeah, <laughs> whatever got, else. I don't remember. She's got a hundred different names. Um, and there's just John, good old boy. And she can speak every language ever, apparently. Yeah, that's yeah, hundred so, percent. A walking a polyglot, a walking Rosetta Stone. But her story is, we'll get there um, to the end. But back to what else is going on in season. Four. Actually, that pretty much concludes no, season, season four, four. Yeah, Tyrion kills his dad and, and goes overseas. Yep, season five. He goes to meet Daenerys, right? Like that's season five. Basically. Season five, yes. And then he's like kind of her hand. Yes. Yeah. So Tyrion um, becomes the hand of the queen. Yeah. And now, he's about her too. He's like, this girl's great. Now this is an interesting development in uh, that show because, or because uh, up until this point there had been really very little crossover between Daenerys' storyline and Westeros' storyline. Storyline. There are some characters that uh, kind of transitioned yeah. over to Essos. One was uh, 
one of the former Kingsguard. Um, I don't remember his name. Yes. He decided once uh, King Joffrey took the throne, he basically said, I'm not serving this little kite. I can't remember his name, but uh, you're right. But he uh, he decided to defect to uh, join uh, Daenerys. Yes. And then uh, Tyrion made his way over to Essos as well. Yes. Along so with Varys. Varys, yeah. A yeah. lot, lot of crossovers. There's some... F- families in there too that you know like people that are family that are on one side and on the other mm-hmm. but this is the start big part. Um, so yeah in season five we get a lot of Arya's story mm-hmm. which I didn't understand yeah. <laughs> at all a girl is no one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay they were just trying something yeah. um, so Arya is She's wearing people's faces. She, at her father's beheading in season one, she ends up escaping King's Landing, and just her story is kind of all over the place. Where she's on the run, she becomes an assassin, yeah, um, and she learns how to fight, how to kill, and everything bad happens to her. Yeah, she, she is on the run, trying to get back to her family, but her family keeps dying left and right. Mm. She shows up to the red wedding at the moment where they're all dying, and then has to. And she's flee. like. Oh, the Starks are here, and then she sees her brother's dead body riding by her with the wolf head attached to yep. him. You're like, oh my gosh, she just got there. And then she meets her friend, uh, the Hound. You know, so and then- the Hound was what's the-, the opposite of friend? Enemy. <laughs> it's very much friends. beauty. They, the they got a beautiful relationship. Yeah, for sure. I like the Hound. He's a good character. And he gets punted off a mountain by Captain Phasma. By Captain Phasma. It's well, chrome-domed. We've all been there. Um, so yeah, Arya, her story is just one of uh, forging a psychopath. <laughs> Murderous killer. assassin. Um, and like everything bad happens to her. So she's just like this little girl with trauma. Yeah. And like she has a moment where she becomes the Joker. Oh my gosh. So after her brother died, after her mom died, yeah. her and the Hound go to the next closest place, her aunt's place. Yeah. Where her aunt, uh, like, rules over this, like, city. And she shows up and her aunt is dead. Yeah. And she just laughs like the Joker. I don't know if you remember that. Hey, that that yeah. moment stood out to me. Because I the thought, veil? whoa. You yeah. mean the veil? Yeah. She just starts laughing when they tell her. She's a psychopath. Yeah. yeah. So she's just, she's been through it all. And it uh, takes its toll on her. Um, but season five is about Ramsey Bolton. Ramsay Bolton, um, now that the Starks are pretty much dying off and they left Winterfell, mm-hmm. Ramsay Bolton comes in, manipulates his way. Um, Takes over. He is also a illegitimate son of um, the... I don't remember his dad's. Roose Bolton. It is Roose Bolton. It is. Roose Bolton was the accomplice that Catelyn Stark... Can I just say real quick, G- George R. R. Martin is a coward for not naming that character loose Bolton <laughs> yeah what a jerk you were so close so close to this great. close to greatness <laughs> um, so Bruce Bolton was the guy with chainmail on at the red wedding yes he was the betrayer he is a house what are they what would they be like a house representative of like of Stark like you're you call your banners he's a he's a banner, banner for, a bannerman a bannerman of the Starks yeah. yes 
So he betrayed them, killed them all, and then took over their home. <laughs> that was Scumbags. part of the deal. Yeah. And they he, fillet people. They're exactly. the flayers. Yeah. They're known to like skin people and kill them. Um, but he has an illegitimate son, Ramsey. Yep. Um, and Ramsey has quite a story. He's an another hated character. Yeah. Um He's a psycho. He oh. tortures people, he kills people with his dogs. Oh my dogs. gosh, my camera's lost focus. Just like this podcast. What? I'll fix it. We're, we're doing alright. Yeah, we're getting there, we're getting there. Keep going. Um, so, Ramsey ends up killing his dad and taking over Winterfell. Yeah. And um, basically he marries Sansa. Yes. Sansa is smuggled out by Peter Baelish from King's Landing. And then, yeah. Um, she ends up, yes, long story. That's not really, uh, needed that storyline, I guess. But she, uh, yeah, she's married to Ramsey. Not happily. She's Lord of Winterfell again. And, um, and basically she escapes because Ramsey is a animal, bad person. Yeah. So she runs away. Sansa's always on the run. There's Mm -hmm. always bad people messing with her and. He's got, um, he's got reek. So she runs to the Night's Watch. Yes. She tells Jon Snow, I need you. But help. what happened to Jon Snow? No, what's, for help. What's his story about? What has he been doing this whole time? He is gathering all the people for the White Walkers. Yeah. He's, yes. like, he's basically like, hey, these White Walkers, this thing is, uh, it's winter's coming. Winter is coming. Yeah. He realizes. He is the yeah. Al Gore of Westeros. Yeah. Jon Snow has this revelation that the Edward Snowden of yeah. Westeros. Yes. The I, wildlings. I said both of those in case in the edit I want to decide which one's more interesting. The Jon Snowden of Westeros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jon Snow has this revelation that the wildlings are not the biggest threat, the main threat to the world and that the dead that is coming. Winter is coming. He yep. realizes this is more important than anybody yep. knows. This army is huge. I don't think we can beat them. Yep. And he's like, we need to stop fighting the wildlings mm-hmm. and we need to focus on this dead army because we're in trouble. Yep. But the Night's Watch and the wildlings hate each other. But what does Jon Snow do? Jon Snow basically, long story short, he ends up becoming the Night Watch commander. Leader. Commander. Yeah, commander of the Night Watch, and then he um, basically is like, "Listen, these night or uh, wildlings, they're going to be part of us." And people in the Night Watch are like, "No, nah, we don't like that," you know. But he's like, "I'm captain, whatever. Yeah, I'm Lord Commander. I'm Lord Commander, and this is my call. Yeah, this is a it. hard call, but I'm making it." So then he brings in all of these, uh, you know, wildlings, and then long story short, there's a couple, there's a feud going on, and then the feud ends up uh, killing Jon Snow. Yeah, they're like, hey, uh, why don't you come check this out, Jon Snow? And he's like, yeah. what? Let's just go outside real quick. Oh, I, yeah. just want, I just got to show you something. It's like, you'll never believe it. It's yeah. totally crazy. It's just, I think, this thing I found. And it's like a it's like a post that just says traitor. <laughs> oh, okay, okay guys, really yeah. subtle. What's the... Uh? And, then and then they, they just stab him. Yeah, they stab him to death. And then an episode cuts, and then, uh, you know, they uh, he gets resurrected by the dead. From, That's uh, next season. Then, yeah, it's, that is that how it works? It was that's the start cra- of the next season. That's crazy because I'm a sh- yeah. We streamed everything, and I was like, "No way! What's happened?" Yeah, we didn't have to wait for. So that. another yeah. interesting thing about the show when I watched it that I was well aware of was I knew about the Ned Stark twist. Yeah, 
And then I also knew currently where the books are at. Okay. They end there. Okay. Jon Snow getting murdered by his own brothers and him dying. Yeah. And that's the end of the last book. Okay. So I knew that as well. That was one of the things I'm like, okay, yeah, it's kind of ending on a cliffhanger right now with the books. I can see where people get upset about it then. But go on. Yeah, I okay. do enjoy the the way they brought him back. I felt like that was established well in the lore of the world. And, you know, it's not just like, a oh, you know, deus ex machina plot armor. You bring him back from the dead. It's like, well, it feels like it has a lot more meaning and thought put into it than that. Right. And, and I, I was going to talk about that after this recap. They do. They are so purposeful and intentional about big things that happen in the plot it's not like the craziest thing right like there's never a moment where i'm like um i feel like that shouldn't have happened because they do set up reminder payoff oh my yeah and they do setups um by teaching you that someone has come back from the dead before like they they it's not the first time you've heard this right so it's not like john snow coming back to life okay yeah you got the the red witch was it a melisandra yeah yeah she before this, you know, it was with Stannis Baratheon, and then basically he, you know, oh, he's the, what, what, what did they call him? The rightful heir. The rightful to the heir to the throne, you know, everything he's going to do, and then basically he just dies, so she's like, now what do I do? So then she ends up finding Jon Snow, and then she resurrects him, and then she's like, oh my gosh, maybe he's like the, you know, maybe this kid's something special. So, more on that, but then uh, yeah, she resurrects him. And that's the start of season six. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, we're getting there. So uh, Sansa shows up. Yep. John's resurrected, and he's and she says, "Hey, I heard you were dead. <laughs> so glad that's not true. Anyway, I got a problem. Can you fix it? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Just immediately starts making demands. No, do this, John. No. Do that, John. We missed a huge part with the were they? No, we didn't. So." <laughs> Yeah, she's like, hey, Ramsey, my husband, is the worst, and he took our home. He also took our brother, Rickon. Right. Now, I haven't mentioned Rickon pretty much at all, and that's because there's nothing to talk about. He is cannon fodder. The kid can barely run. There is nothing nothing to talk about with him. He doesn't have any... It's awkward because his character at the start of the show is a very young boy, probably like five years old, if that... Yeah. And even though as the show progressed, obviously the actor aged, they really never knew what to do with the character. So Mm -hmm. they kind of like just have him exit for a while. Like, oh, he went to get somewhere safe. And then in season six, it's like, oh, by the way, he's back, but he's captured (laughs) by the Boltons. He's just cannon fodder. That's all he is. Um, Yeah, there's nothing happened. I didn't when I saw him the next time he showed up. Yeah. I asked, who is that? Like, I don't even know Rickon. Who is that? He's a Stark? What are you talking about? Yeah, I remember him. And but then, I, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Ramsey captures him, uh, kills his wolf, sends the wolf head uh, to Jon Snow to let him know, I got your brother. Come mm-hmm. get it. Yeah. And uh, the thing about the Night's Watch that I think is kind of cool. Run from the Lord. They, uh, they are sworn to an oath to protect the wall. They are like losing all sense of identity their yeah. identity is now a protector of the realms right. and the watch right and 
one of my favorite parts is Jon Snow comes back from the dead. Yep. Right after coming back from the dead, he hangs all the people that stabbed yep. him. <laughs> um, and then they're like, Lord Commander, what do we do? And he's like, I'm not your Lord Commander. My night's watch is ended. Yeah. I've already died. Because once you die, you're done. But he came back. So How now convenient. he's like, I can leave. <laughs> so he dips out. And him and Sansa go to take Winterfell and save their brother. Yep. And he takes his army with him. You know, and of wildlings who are now cultishly loyal to him. Yeah. Because he not only saved them from the north of the wall, brought them forward in their moment of most dire need because the White Walkers finally revealed themselves. Then he died for them. Mm-hmm. And then he rose again. Dang. It's like another story I know. Yeah. Narnia, Aslan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Jesus. Every time. Um, so, season six, John goes to uh, fight Ramsey, and they talk in a field before the war. And R- Ramsey's like, you know what? Um, you're not going to win. <laughs> I have a bigger army. I'm more prepared. And I think you should just give up. And John Snow's like, well, why don't you fight me like a man, one-to-one, one-on-one, right here, right now? And it, I was like, oh, oh, my gosh, do it. And Ramsey's like, nah, I'm not an idiot. Um, I don't remember this scene. I love that scene. It's great, yeah. Jon Snow challenges him to a one-on-one. He's like, let's do it like the old days and just me and you. And Ramsey's like, nah, because <laughs> he knows it. And then lose. he's like, well, Fair what, enough. He was like, what would you do if, uh, yeah, what is he, he's, like, he's like, what are your people going to say when they figure out that you won't fight for them? Yeah. And then... Yeah, Ramsey just basically, or you know, Ramsey just lets yeah. him have it. Oh God, so good. And then, um, so next morning, mm-hmm. well, we're at that meeting, Sansa tells Ramsey, "You're dead tomorrow. You're yep. gonna die, Ramsey." Right. Um, and then Sansa dips. Yeah. It's like I don't want to see any bloodshed. I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm out. So next morning, Jon Snow shows up. Uh, Ramsey has Rickon on the other side of the battlefield, and he tells Rickon, "Run, run to your brother. Go, run as fast as you can." No, who got you? I'm the ginger. <laughs> <laughs> so Rickon is sprinting through this field to get to his brother, and Ramsey starts teasing this kid with bow and arrow. He's shooting just right of him, just left of him. And as Rickon is about to reach Jon Snow, which Jon Snow took off on his horse to meet his brother halfway. You're right. In the middle of no man's land. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly what this is. Right. No man's land. Right. As Rickon is reaching Jon, Ramsey buries an arrow through Rickon's chest and it's like you know it's gonna happen that he's gonna die but they the anticipation of like him getting to John he just is trying his hardest to get to him this dude this show does such a good job you know what actually I remember about that scene it does actually pretty well um a lot of times in movies or almost in video games all sorts of stuff there's like the rule of three so it's like okay the first one misses the second one misses mm-hmm. and then you're expecting the third one to get him but the third one misses as well yeah and then there's like a full like 30 seconds and then you think well he's he missed he's out of range now right good job he made it and then yep <laughs> zigzag that's serpentine <laughs> um serpentine serpentine so at this moment john prematurely out of anger um, went towards his brother. Rushes to the save field. Him. Yeah. 
And this leaves him vulnerable, where it's only Jon Snow in the middle of the battlefield against the entire army of Ramsay Bolton. Mm. And probably the coolest looking scene, like the most, like you want to put it as your background on your phone. Jon Snow unsheathing his uh, sword. sword. Long claw. And it's just like thousands of men charging Jon Snow. And he's just like, this is it. Let's go. <laughs> he just drops his sheath. He's not picking yeah, back up. He's done. He's dying here. Um, as these men are about to kill Jon Snow, Jon Snow's men come up. Just barrage. It's just boom. The yeah. war begins. And the battle of the illegitimate sons. Yes. The illegitimate begins. children. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this was one of my favorite parts of the whole show. I think uh, I think universally this is uh, argued as the high point of the show. I think as far as like IMDb ratings and mm. stuff like that. I would, I definitely could see that. As I'd, far as like, uh, I mean, not just television, but just any filmmaking. It's, it's one of the best uh, uh, kind of a sword and shield and bow action yeah. battle sequences you'll see. Yeah, for sure. Anything. It, for sure. it really, it's not like, I mean, Lord of the Rings is phenomenal helms deep all of that but like it's it's more choreographed than anything this really just shows like the brutality of what war is. warfare is yeah. and it's pushing p- crowds of people and just spearing and then yeah, pushing spearing and, yeah pushing spe- and oh man they do such a good job of making you feel hopeless in this show. literally i mean he's yeah he's just getting crushed by his own men and he's just fighting his way to the top for yeah. just to breathe he's getting just Paraded like yeah. he is on the ground, just dying, getting stampeded. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they they do a good job of like putting your like making it so real to you, the viewer. Like you almost feel like you're Jon Snow in that moment, and you're just thinking, "This is it. How do I get out of this? Like you're done." And you, as an audience member, it, you're just dying on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and they do this every season yeah. with Ned Stark, with Rob and his mom, and now Jon Snow, who's already died. Right. That moment, don't even gosh, don't even get me started on that. But it's the most brutal battle. If I fall sure. again, don't and bring me back. <laughs> this is where uh, Sansa shows up with Peter Baelish and their men. Um, She's like Gandalf and. Helm's Deep, and they liberate them. They take Winterfell. They be, and then they kill Ramsay. Yeah, John. Well, yeah. No, John, they they capture Ramsay. John beats Ramsay to a pulp, and then and then Sansa releases his hounds on him. Yeah, um, and kills him. Um, so season six, that's mostly what it's about. But also, what's going on in King's Landing? Uh, there's like a religious cult rising up because yeah. Joffrey shame, died. Shame, shame. Yeah. Tommen, his little brother, took over, and he is nothing like Joffrey. He is a sweet soul. He is just a good dude. <laughs> he's a good boy. But I, he's the entire show should not have happened with him. It's just he he has no grit though. He has no like yeah. Im, he doesn't impose his will in any way. His he's wife's just like, like oh let's just you know manage state and church you know and he's like all right yeah okay, let's do it. <laughs> Um, Whatever you say. And there's a lot that goes on with that story. But basically, the church kind of takes over King's Landing. Yeah. They become almost more powerful than the king. Yep. And that's because of the king's just, ig- like, ignorance and just... He, he has no idea what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. And Cersei doesn't like that, so she blows up everybody. Yeah. yeah. And that's how the season ends. And that episode is actually one of my favorites. Really? The music that plays that whole episode... 
and I had no idea what was coming. Right. I didn't expect any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but set up reminder payoff, like I told you, Sean. They do such a good job of it. Like you told me. Where it's not like, oh, Cersei just blew everything up. Oh, right. okay. No. You knew from season two at the end when Tyrion found the explosions right. and used them to beat Stannis. And they said like, oh, we don't need all of these to beat Stannis. And it's right. like, well, what's the rest of them going to be? Right. Sorry. And then yeah. uh, like an episode before Cersei blows everything up. Yeah. Tyrion on the other side of the world is recapping to Daenerys like, yeah, we we blew them up with this stuff that we had under the under the keep, under the, you know, the high or the septum and yeah. or the sept and uh yeah it's still there and it's yeah. just like a reminder there's your reminder right and then cersei just manipulates things behind the scenes and um she's got an interesting story but we don't have to get to we don't have to go over yeah. that but it won't do it justice for she ends up just blowing up everybody right <laughs> and just killing everybody shaves her head well no yeah but yeah um and then cersei uh, after blowing everything up, King Tommen's like, nah, I'm out. And he just kills himself. He, <laughs> yeah. he, jumps, <laughs> he jumps out a window. Um, and Cersei is the only one left of her kin. Yeah. Um, other than Jamie, which. So she's like, oh, naturally, I'm just going to take the Iron Throne. Yeah. So Cersei becomes nobody else queen. Is her. Yeah. So there's that. Um, season seven. That's season six. So season seven, winter has come. Uh,. Jon Snow uh, recruits Daenerys and tells her, I need help fighting the dead. When? When's? Yeah, okay, go on. Go on. Um, in a battle, they, uh, they w- their their whole goal was to get a zon- like a dead guy, which I think they call him a white, a wit. White. White? Yeah. Um, basically a zombie. Their whole goal was to grab a zombie and bring them to King's Landing to show Cersei, Cersei that these things exist. And they're going to kill us unless we all band together. Like, stop trying to fight us. Yeah. Like, it's we no need to longer fight. about a battle between us. It's a battle between the uh, living and dead. Exactly. Right. So one of the things about the show that it does, um, uh, it has an interesting take on is sometimes these fantasy kind of genres have like hard magic, um, which like Harry Potter is hard magic. Mm-hmm. So this is what's more called soft magic where it's a lot more vague. What is uh, the nature of magic and miracles and superpowers? So the show very rarely has supernatural stuff happening, mm-hmm. but when it does happen, it's like pretty crazy. People don't even know how to react to it really. Mm-hmm. And it's also the kind of show that doesn't really go out of its way to explain why these magical things are happening. So uh, it's, it's very natural that most of Westeros has no context to believe that these white walkers, these like undead, this undead army could be real. Right. So one of the issues they have is Jon Snow, him and a very limited number of people are very, very aware of the threat, but they can't fully convince anybody apart from just showing them. Mm. Right. So yeah, on this mission to get one, a white or a, a zombie to basically show the world that mm. this exists. Um, Daenerys helps them. She joins the cause. Um, and one of her dragons gets killed by the Night King, right. the leader of the Dead Army. Um, and they inherit a dragon. He, I hope you like pain. He ends up turning this dragon, which set up reminder payoff again. Yep. This crazy thing where he just takes her dragon isn't so crazy 
because the episode before they show a giant bow, a zombie uh, bear. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the zombie, attack them. The zombie yeah. polar bear, and it yeah. just establishes this idea that animals can be zombies Good too. Call, yeah. So there's your setup, or there's your whatever setup and reminder, I guess. Yeah. The episode before, and the payoff and the, is they take the dragon. Exactly. Yeah. So the White Walker gets his own dragon, or uh, the Night King gets his own dragon. Mm. Um, and he uses this dragon at the end of season seven to destroy the wall that Viser- has been Viseron. The dragon, Viseron, yeah, Viseron. Sauron. Yeah, um, he uses this dragon to uh, destroy the wall, so the White Walkers can now yes. come. So now winter is ta- is moving yeah. towards. There's King's no winter's coming. It's here. It's happening. That's season seven. Yes. Yeah. And that is the end of season seven. Um, season eight, the final season. Yeah. Yeah. This is the it. final season. We're here. And I want to note, seasons one through six was ten episodes each season. Right. Season seven was seven episodes, and season eight was six episodes. Yeah. So this is where a lot of controversy comes in. Um, Daenerys um, goes back to fighting for the Iron Throne, and she wants to take Cersei's uh, kingdom, her rulership, uh, her throne. And what I think they do a good job of is Cersei is straight up a Palpatine. Yeah. Like she is, she's actually a good villain. She can manipulate things behind the scenes. She always wins. She always finds a way to just do whatever's necessary. Um, but the problem is Daenerys has dragons and everybody's advising Cersei. Like she's going to win. Right. Like you can't beat her. Um, so Cersei knows of Daenerys's character and how she is one to free people and she's this beacon of hope. So Cersei moves all these civilians into the castle, basically, where the, the throne is, knowing that Daenerys will not destroy things if there are civilians there because she knows who Daenerys is. Um, and in this epic game of thrones... Cersei actually pause the beginning of the season well I was gonna say well I was gonna say yeah this is the second half of the season yeah this is like the and when we say the second half of the season we mean episodes four five six which is we'll we'll get into that because I have a lot of that see so episodes one two three the dead move on Winterfell yep epic sequence of fighting night that's what they call it Cersei is shown a zombie and she's like fine we'll stop our fighting mm. and we'll help you and they're like okay thanks they leave and she's like nah i'm not helping yeah, them i'm gonna them. i'm gonna wait till they're weak and then i'll take whoever won and beat them right and it's just like what the heck and, and this Jamie's is where like, jamie comes alive yeah. he's like forget that i'm gonna go help them he's like i'm known as jamie kingslayer the oath breaker the guy who sworn to do this one thing and then went against everything so you know what? You just swore to do that. I'm not going to be an oath breaker because I'm sick of people calling me that. Right. So I'm going to go help those people. I'm going to take my hand. He gets his hand cut off at one point. Just go over there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's this epic battle. And it's, it, again, makes you feel so hopeless because crazy. the dead, when they're killed, mm-hmm. the Night King can just resurrect them. Right. And... After watching, how do you kill that which has no life? Right. 
after watching for an hour right. of like the living barely surviving mm-hmm. and just killing as many as they can and like they're dying little by little and little yeah um and then all of a sudden all the the victory that they did have of all the people they killed they're all just resurrected right and you're like oh my gosh and so Bran, <laughs> who we didn't talk about. By the way, we've been able to successfully talk about this whole show without mentioning Bran. Yeah. Until just now. His so. story is pretty basic. He becomes a warg. His it's he marries a tree and gets all these warg powers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He can That's, see through animals through the lens of animals. He knows everything. He's got this lovable oaf that carries him around. It's really about it he becomes like the oracle from the matrix or exactly something. yeah yeah he's got the best story and f- keep going yeah he's like gandalf and the broken yeah, he's just he's yeah. carried around by a by hodor yeah um <laughs> he kind of discovers time travel but then doesn't really use it to change anything understands so he uses it yeah, to learn things the, the bigger parts of the show yeah it's good so yeah big concepts just in 30 seconds yep. <laughs> um Basically, the Night King wants Bran. Right. So the Night King finds Bran. Mm. He's about to kill Bran. Yep. But uh oh, Arya sneaks up on the Night King. Yep. And goes to stab him. Ugh. Night King catches her. Yep. Oh no. But what does she do? She's an assassin. She moves quick. How she, can she be caught like he's that? He's holding her left hand with the dagger in it. What does she do? She drops the dagger with her left, catches it with the right, right. stabs him uh. in the chest. And he dies. The Explodes. Night King is gone. But um, it's like a video game. When you kill the, the main boss, the rest of the minions die. Exactly. So they just won the battle. <laughs> <laughs> so they win. And then, the and then it moves into Daenerys first Cersei. Yep. Um, it's so exactly th- like the end of Phantom Menace where they destroy the droid control ship. Yeah, exactly. I'll try spinning. Wow, that's a good comparison. Yeah, that's exactly it. Now this is pod racing. <laughs> Now this is podcasting yep. because Cersei and Daenerys now head to head. Um, Cersei forces Daenerys's hand by killing her left hand woman. Daenerys gets really mad. She hops on her dragon and she just starts going nuts. She starts killing everyone. Um, Jon Snow and his men come to help Daenerys because Jon Snow's in love with her. He's also related to her. We find out. He's the heir to the Iron Throne. We find out <laughs> Jon Snow is actually the heir because he is a Targaryen. His mom was Ned Stark's sister. Yep. And she was m- secretly married to a Targaryen. Yep. So Jon Snow is a Targaryen and a Stark. Yep. She was married to uh, Daenerys' older brother. Yes. Yes. Um, Rhaegar. Yeah. Yeah. So first dibs, got her. Yeah. <laughs> So he's her nephew, but he's a man. Yep. So technically, it's his right. Right. Um, As it should be. Daenerys is forced to decide, does she want to be queen more than she wants to be the queen that the world deserves? She can't have both. She realizes this. It's either she gets to have the kingdom or she doesn't. Right. But to have the kingdom, she's got to do what she's got to do to get it. Right. Problem is, will there be a kingdom to rule over? Right. 
And she's like, it should be a queendom. Oh my gosh. Not a kingdom. Yeah. So she queendoms it. Kalel, no. She hops on her dragon. She kills all the armies. And then it's time. Cersei is stuck in this castle with all the civilians. And this is where Daenerys decides, you killed my left-hand woman. Um, you forced my hand. You think I'm weak? You think you beat me by doing this? Well, I'm the rightful queen. And it's this lust for power. And then you start realizing, throughout the last eight seasons, Daenerys... Is a psychopath. Has been a psychopath. <laughs> the entire time. And we see it as, oh, she's the liberator of the slaves. Right. What did she do to the slave masters? Yeah. She burned them. Yeah. <laughs> she killed everyone. Now, they're going to be human posts along the pathway pointing to the city. Right. You know. She always has been a psychopath. Right. But the, the way that they shot her character, the way that they told the story, yeah. it was through this lens of like... She's, she's good. Yeah. She's the best. And then it, you realize in season eight, when you're stuck between, she can't just take the kingdom and be who she was. Yep. In order to take it, she's got to freaking take it. Right. She's got to kill. Right. So what does she do? She burns everybody alive. She burns the whole city down. She kills everybody. Right. And then she destroys the castle and Cersei dies in the rubble. Right. Along with, with Jamie. With Jamie. Um, and now Daenerys has taken her throne, but at what cost? She just killed millions of people. Probably not millions. Maybe Call mil- it a million. Millions, yeah. <laughs> a million people. She burned alive. And if she was supposed to be this beacon of hope, what about them? Hey. At what hey, cost? Hey. You got to end the war. Yeah. You dropped that bomb on Hiroshima. It's like, it reminds me of that Toby Mac song. I don't want to gain the whole world and lose my soul. What did she do? She took the world and lost her soul. Dang. It's poetic. It's a slow fade. Do you know why it's poetic, Noah? Because the whole show, <laughs> they're reminding her. Give a chance to they're reminding her who her father is, the Mad King right. who wanted to burn everyone alive. Right. But no, she's different. Is she? Mm. No, she's not. <laughs> she kills everyone at the end. When that when a Targaryen is born, the gods flip a coin, and the world holds its breath. Yep. She was a bad coin. And the honorable Jon Snow. What does he do? He's like, oh my god. <laughs> she is crazy. She's nuts. Yeah. So he puts a knife in her chest. <laughs> kills her. Jon Snow kills her. And uh, a bunch of other things happen after that, you know. And yeah, this is where the show... <laughs> things wrap up pretty quick. Pretty quickly. And uh, But for the batter part of it. They're like, who's going to be the king? We don't have a rightful heir. Right. And we can't really name Jon Snow because he just killed the queen. Yeah. You remember that guy we weren't talking about before, Bran? Bran the Broken? Yeah. This is where Tyrion, the most knowledgeable, like, the the biggest thinker of the group. Right. He's on trial to be killed again for helping his brother escape. He paid back. That's a long story. But Tyrion's back on trial. And he gives this epic speech about what it means to be honorable and whatever. And right. They're trying to decide as a council who's going to be the king. Right. And Tyrion says, there's nobody better here. Nobody has a better story than Bran the Broken. Oh, my gosh. So true. Bran the, the uh, three-eyed raven 
who knows all of our stories, all of our past. Right. Because he went through magic training and he learned how to touch a tree and learn everything. Right. That's pretty much it. He should be king. It's that quick. And Bran's like, yeah, that's why I'm here. (laughs) You're like, what? (laughs) He's a little punk. Yeah. So Bran becomes king. And then Sansa steps up and says, no. Winterfell's going to be independent and I'm going to be a queen. (laughs) And you're like, wait, what? (laughs) And then Bran's like the king. He's like, I'll allow it. All right. Sure. Yeah. Oh, brother. And then they're like, Jon Snow, you should be killed. But instead, we're just going to banish you to the wall. You're going to live out your life at the Night's Watch again. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, dang, it already died there once, but... Is there even a Night's Watch anymore? So then he gets back to the Night's Watch, and there isn't a Night's Watch. Right. There's just... There's a whole bunch of wildlings. A whole bunch of wildlings. The the wall is gone. Who still like him? (laughs) Hey, we're just hanging out. We won the battle, you know. And then uh, he's like, hey, guys, just keep going north. They ride north. Yeah. And it sets up this ending of Bran the Broken... Who barely got by all all eight seasons, who right. had the most internal growth right. and learned these magic powers and all this thing, and he kind of died to himself and became a bigger component of the story. Mm-hmm. He becomes the king. Right. Um Sansa, who has been through hell and back, who everybody has taken advantage of, who has like the worst life probably out of everybody at at this point in the show. Right. Um, she ends up s- saying, no, I want Winterfell to be its own nation and I'm going to be the queen. <laughs> she gets that. We'll, we'll allow it. <laughs> we'll allow it. Um, Bran's the king. Arya is like... What's west of Westeros? What's west of Westeros? Yeah, we know Essos and Westeros, but what's west of that? So she's just like, I'm going to get on a boat. She's like, I'm going to prove these flat earthers wrong. Right. Dang. <laughs> Um, so Arya's gonna go explore. It just circles back to the other side of Essos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other territory. Um, and then you have like, you know, the uh, Council of the King. And with- Bran punishes Tyrion. Tyrion's trial ends with Bran saying, you are going to be the hand of the king until you die. And it's perfect. It's so it's perfect. Because he's That's- the best hand. He is. Yeah. He doesn't want to be, but he is. Honestly, Bran won. He won the Game of Thrones. Um, and that's pretty much Lord, Lord of the Rings. That's <laughs> Game of Thrones for you. Um, obviously, we left out a lot, a lot of there's, other storylines. There's literally so much. We were trying to be quick about that, and I feel, yeah, we there's just so much that is just it's so great about this show that we just you got to be quick about it. So now let's. I say we talk like people. Pause it right now. Go watch the entirety of the show and then (laughs) then come back at this minute. And then resume. (laughs) Um, Just leave your browser open or your your thing on pause and then do not exit the app. Just go watch. Right. Then come back. We know you keep tabs open. You got it. So, Noah, I want to ask you. Yeah. What are your top characters of the show? The top characters? Oh, wait. Let me look at my list here. I'm gonna in say, order. In order. Obviously, I'm going to say... I'm not going to say in order, because I'm going to leave it up to chance here. <laughs> Just like the gods with the Targaryens. Okay. I'm going to leave with Jon Snow, though. I'm not saying he's my favorite, but he's he's pretty well up there. Um, yeah, Jon Snow is great. Um, I love Tyrion. I love Tormund Giantsbane. Yeah, that's he a good is, one. 
he's probably he's a wildling. Of, yeah, he's a wildling. Great character, hilarious. Um, who else do we got here? Who else? Who else? Who else? Not Lancel Lannister. Forget that guy. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I hate to say it, but like Theon Greyjoy for as no, this is wild. What? He, I feel like he had a really good story art. He's not on the list though, but I'm just gonna throw that out there just so we have reference of it. Um. I, you know, honestly, the, while we were talking about it, it was Ned. He was at one of those top lists. Forget him now. Um, <laughs> Why? Just, I'll get into that. Sam. Yeah, what's his name? Sam Tarley. Samuel Tarley. Yeah. That's just, he's, just what is that four? Bear. Is that four? I think. I'm going to do a female. I'm going to do a female here. Egret. Egret. I love it. Everybody Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. What about you? So my top, my top characters of Game of Thrones mm-hmm. are Samuel Tarly. Yep, because he's just a teddy bear. You just love him. Everything yeah. about him. He wrote the song of Ice and Fire. I like the mountain. Really? Yeah. What? Okay. I do. I San- like the mountain. Sandor Clegane. Yes. Yeah. I like his story. Um, I like Bronn. Oh, dude. Yeah, I love Bronn. Bronn is awesome. He fights for Tyrion. Uh, he's and just. Jamie. He's like selfish, but also selfless at the same time. Yep. I love him. Um, Rob Stark, the young wolf, or that's what they call him, right? Yeah. The young wolf. Um, I loved his story, his revenge arc. Yep. He was coming to take over for his dad, and he dies. Um, <laughs> Arya. I'm just going to say it. Wow. I liked her. Her story was a little confusing, but when she had her moment where she killed the girl who was constantly beating her. Yeah. That was sweet. That was like straight daredevil stuff. Just animalistic. Cuts the lights. It was great. Night, night. Um, Ned Stark. The honorable Ned Stark. He kind of set the tone for his kids. Um, Tyrion. <clears throat> because yeah. the, he's yeah, funny. Yeah. He's great. I, if Tyrion isn't on your list, you don't his appreciate family abandon, His family hates him, abandons right. him. His dad wanted to put him to death. But yeah. still he overcame. Yeah. Killed everybody that did him wrong right and then uh he ended up becoming hand of the king which is so fitting but my all-time favorite character of this show and every other show and every other movie my favorite character of all time is Jon snow wow he is the most amazing story arc i've ever seen this man who just like Tyrion isn't cared for by his mom um he is the illegitimate son where's his place in all this right um his rise through the ranks of the night's watch right he becomes lord's commander he puts his butt on the line for everybody the night's watch and the wildlings he bridges the gap between these two people that hate each other yeah and he does it by walking over to them and talking to them and being an example um, being like actually being a leader, not standing behind and ordering people around. Just honorable, yeah. a super honorable man. Yeah. Um, and this guy who dies for the enemy, really that yeah. the enemy being the wildlings, right? Um, the guy who bands together Daenerys, who is hell bent on becoming the queen of right. Westeros, and just. Humbling out. himself to the point of just, I don't even want to be king. Yeah. 
I just want to save these people. Right. He denies like the throne. He doesn't want to be king. They name him right. king of the north, and he's like, I don't even want to be that. Right. It's there's something so. It's like your Samwise Ganji of right. like, I don't want the ring. Like there's something so powerful. It's more so Aragorn because like it's like when Frodo was he's like here you take it and he like takes his hand and he or, closes it. What did I say? Samwise. Yeah. I meant yeah. Sam's Aragorn character. Though. Samwise too though. Yeah. I same. I can't carry it for you. Yeah. But I can carry. But you. I can carry you. He's literally dude. Yeah. Jon Snow is just a phenomenal human. It's man. like uh, like George Washington. I don't know if you guys knew this. When we beat uh, the British, right? They offered George Washington the throne. Yeah, and he's like, nah. "No, we're doing no, a, we're doing it different." I did not fight for that, right? And just that perfect example of Jon Snow, who doesn't care about power, he just wants to do what's right, um, and he's willing to sacrifice himself right. to get there. And he does. He dies for the people that he is putting his life out on the line for. They kill him. They literally they kill, kill him, him for it. Yeah. It is a Jesus story. Yep. It is. Um Sir Davos. Another great one. Another great one, yeah. But no, Jon Snow is is by far my favorite. Yeah. Um what were some of your favorite top moments of this the show as a whole? The top The we didn't talk about it a whole lot, but the battle where where they go north of the wall. I cannot remember. It's uh, Battle Hardhome. Hardhome? Yeah, I wrote that too for mine. Did you really? That's my number one. But dude, when he gets the Valeria, like that blew my mind with like where he's like, they're getting just killed and a White Walker comes in and just starts just icing everybody. And Yeah, then- so at this point in the show, John is trying to uh, band the wildlings together yeah. to fight for the same cause and right. stop fighting each other. So he goes to like the capital of wildlings yes he goes to um talk to them but as he's doing this the dead show up with the night king and they just start killing everyone yeah it's and there's this moment where the dead have killed so many of the wildlings and Jon snow and these other wildlings just get on boats and just dip out they're they're on the run just trying to get home get out of their life before that Jon snow's sword is made of valyrian steel and that's where it's really cool because they're in a battle and then this white walker is running around like trying to kill Jon Snow and he's grabbing every sword he can trying to like kill the thing and he can't and then he falls over he sees his sword crawls over to sword and then he blocks the shot and then it's like oh my gosh this sword is something they different. can't break Valyrian steel and then he just cuts through the white walker and it's wild yeah, so we learned Valerian Steel is the only thing that can really yeah. fight these things. That and <laughs> Dragonglass. Uh, uh, yeah, Dragonglass. Which Sam which is, is their actually, name for Obsidian. Yeah, Sam's actually the first one to kill a White Walker, just by chance, actually. Um, yeah. He was just trying something. Um, the, the highlight of this part, though, where these the dead show up and kill everyone, mm. was when they're on the run, they get on their boats, right. and they're far enough away to where the dead don't go in the water. They right. don't swim. So it's all of the dead army and the Night King just standing there watching them float away. And the and Night they King just, just they like... just raise. He raises his arms right. up and all of the dead wildlings... Right. Josh Groban. Raise... Right. Raise me up. <laughs> um, they all, all the dead wildlings rise up and right. are now zombies for the Night King. And you're like... And it's just silent. Yeah. It's just Jon Snow like in disbelief 
it's the Night King being like, I'm going to get you. <laughs> right. Um, you yeah, that part, that's one of my favorites for so, sure. So what, another one of my favorite parts, and I just thought about it, was when uh, it's the bat, or the long night and a bunch of battle happens. You know, like, I'm not even getting into it, but basically it gets to a point where they knock down the Night King's dragon and then he falls down and then Daenerys just torches him. They're like, oh my God, we just killed the Night King. And then he's like, no, nah, fire can't hurt me. And then it's John lands and John realizes he's got long claws. So he's like, I'm going to beeline and just kill this guy. And he's just full on sprinting and you're screaming just for him to get there and kill him. <laughs> and then as he's doing it, they like, there's just bodies raising up mm-hmm. like as he's running. And then John realizes I'm not going to get to him. Yeah. And then it's oh gosh, well, no, the dragon turns to him too. He, right. And then he ducks behind cover and then you're like, God, who's going to kill this guy? And then eventually it's Arya, but um that's just an awesome scene too yeah the long night and then uh just hold door anything with hold door especially him holding the door man that just that broke my heart yeah that that i was a little nervous about that actually because they started dabbling in this idea nervous. of like brand can change the past and yeah. I thought, oh no. He can kind of go sightseeing oh, through, no. through history, through don't, time. Don't do this where you go back in time now. Can we see some trauma with Hodor or something. Right. Yeah. Like just let well, the let don't mess with anything the show has done at this point. Like right. I was I was scared they were gonna go that route. Right. And they did it. Okay. So it's like Avengers um, Endgame, you know what I mean? But there there was a part where uh Hodor his name is Hodor, because that's all he can say. It's right. Hodor. 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 Hey, what's up, Hodor? Hodor. <laughs> He's a seven foot tall. Massive Andre the Giant. Yeah. Um, Beautiful soul. Brand can't walk. So basically, Hodor just carries him, carries him around everywhere. everywhere. So he's his little. Uh, uh, so while, yeah, white while. Walker, I don't know. <laughs> so while. There you go. While Brand's at his Airbnb tree, you know, right around there. <laughs> <laughs> the White Walkers start just flooding, trying to kill Bran because we could get into it—the whole thing with Bran and like the the Raven thing. But basically, they want to kill Bran, and everybody's trying to flood outside of this tree. And there's a door to get inside this tree, so I I don't know why the heck they flood into the tree and then they like sh- they get out. It's like a Scooby Doo thing. They flood in, and it's like why aren't there people outside waiting for them? Right. But anyway, everybody floods inside this tree and then everybody runs out and then Hodor has to basically hold the door and then it cuts to like... And it's Bran who has just become the Three-Eyed Raven where he can go into the past and learn what has happened up until this point. And he's in the past watching a young Hodor. Right. And in the present... Back when his name was Willis. Was it Willis? Willis. I didn't know that. Oh my gosh. Uh... Not to me, it isn't. In the past, Hodor um, is like this kid. Right. And Bran is like watching as things happen and he's learning. Right. But Bran is also in the present mm-hmm. where the white or the dead army is coming for him. Right. Um, and Hodor is holding the door, holding all these, the dead right. back, um, trying to protect Bran. And there's this other character who's yelling, hold the door, hold the door. Like, don't let them through because Bran is 
in the weird in trance. the past yeah, in the past trance like his his mental state is in the past but in the, his body is in the present so then he borgs hodor in the past and then hodor in the present is holding the door so but it's bran has these powers where he can go in the past look at things but he also has these powers where he can control people. control people control animals, animals. he can see through their eyes right. all that kind of stuff so what he does is he controls hodor a lot in the show where they're in trouble and he's like i just got to take over hodor's mind because he's an idiot yeah and, I and i'll just get, beat the heck out of him and i need to get out of this situation right. so in this case he's in the past but takes over the past's version of Hodor's right. mind and he's drilling into Hodor, hold the door, don't let the dead come through, hold the door, but he pushes too hard and it literally uh, like mentally breaks Hodor. mentally breaks so, Hodor. So Hodor goes his entire life just saying, saying hold the door, yeah, Hodor hold door it's a really bad revelation and it's this full circle yeah. moment where this guy has been saying hodor for eight seasons you and just you realize think, you just think he's like mentally ill and then you realize oh that's why he does oh that. this yeah. guy that has des- dedicated his life to protecting bran you find out bran literally went back in time and wrecked this guy's right. life <laughs> Well, it's an interesting thing because it's like in a lot of stories, like you said earlier, you know, oh, time travel. Oh, no, they're going to redo things. It's like, well, it's funny because the idea of like a character that can time travel, it's like, well, he could create paradoxes, right? He could, you know, somehow undo his own birth or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's interesting that the show, at least in this case, reveals that he actually, all he really ends up doing is he forms time, a a time loop. Mm Mm-hmm. He basically becomes like the cause of an effect and like a kind of a, a contingency thing where yeah, right. the only reason he became the three eyed raven was because of Hodor. And then the only reason Hodor became Hodor was because of him. And yeah. yeah. So it's very it's a very sad scene. It's it's played very well. It it's is. directed fantastically. I, it's I tragic. Really enjoyed that one. Yeah. Not enjoyed it, but it hit me in the feels. I, I, I put in the episode I, ends and you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I put in the I put in the like the top 46 saddest things yeah. in my life. For yeah, sure. Hodor, saving the door. Um, oh, Hodor. <laughs> another positive one. Um, how many is that? Like three, two, three. I but uh, another positive one is just, you know, Jon Snow's A-list team to go get the zombies or the white or whatever the heck they call them. The White Walkers? Yeah. Just his A-list team of like the characters that you would you watch the entire show they've never had a conversation right. it's like and when the avengers teamed up literally and then <laughs> oh my gosh it's just yeah it's awesome and then gendry comes back and he's the hammer guy it's it's great we're not even gonna get into it, yeah but. <laughs> whole another yeah but um so my top moments of this show right uh number one the john john and the wildlings fight at hard home yeah. where they're drifting away on the boat and it's just silent for like three minutes right Dang. and it's just the night king never says a word the whole show but he's terrifying scary looking Darth um Maul. so that was my number one number two uh battle of the illegitimate <laughs> children <laughs> ramsey yeah. versus right. uh when you know he prematurely runs after rick on right. and almost gets himself killed all that stuff um my number three john snow comes back to life 
kills the people that killed him. And they go, Lord Commander, what do we do next? And he's like, I'm not your Lord Commander. My watch, watch is ended. ended. And he just walks out. <laughs> I loved it. Um, number four, Cersei blows up the Sept. Really? The yeah. music. Yeah. It was like the, I want to say it was a violin playing. I think it was piano, a piano piece. Was it? It was, I mean, it was like hard. I, I can't think of it. I don't know. Um, what's bigger than a violin? What's that? Cello. A cello. I think it's a cello. I think it is. Might be both. It could be. The, the boogeyman. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought that was awesome. That was a very Palpatine-esque. Yeah. Where you're like, they got her. Finally, they got her. And then she just dies. Always finds a way to come out on top. It's like the sad um, scene of all the Jedi getting killed in Order 66. Right. Exactly. Number five. Littlefinger execution. We didn't talk too much about Littlefinger. Master manipulator. I hated that scene. Yeah, go on. Peter Baelish. Okay. Manipulates his way. He's he is playing the long game. Right. He's not one to fight. He's one to manipulate. So he's trying to manipulate a Sansa who spent her whole life getting manipulated. Right. <laughs> and there's this full circle moment where Littlefinger convinces Sansa that Arya is a traitor and Sansa needs to like do something about her. Right. So Sansa is putting on a trial and she's talking to Arya in front of everyone at Winterfell and then she's like um I uh I want to put whoever on for treason yeah yeah for we're here for uh to decide the guilt or innocence of treason of Peter Baelish yeah and you think it's gonna be Arya because it's like Baelish like, is playing. You tried to turn me on my yeah. own sister, and then Arya's like, "Say the word." She's like, "Boom!" And then Arya slits his throat. It was awesome because I thought for sure Peter that. Baelish was getting to the end. I thought he was going to be an end game player. You're, yeah, and no. he died. I, I that was a good scene. Now that I think about it, but got I, beat by a couple little girls. Come yeah, on. I mean they're sisters, you know. Um, they can't just, they can't just turn on each other. And then another honorable mention. Arya, when she killed Walder Frey. Dude, yeah. Oh my gosh. Arya Frey. Got her revenge for the yeah, wedding. Gets her revenge. For real. That's a phenomenal scene. She takes off a mask because she can do that in this, you know. It's, yeah, we won't get into that either. <laughs> but Arya kills all the men and Walder Frey. Who bas- it's basically the reverse Red Wedding. Yes. You know. Um, no, another really good mention, honestly, that just the way it was shot too was uh you know Bran when he's looking to the past and the whole the whole Ned sequence with uh oh yeah his sister and everything like that and basically the whole premise of the show is everything the reason Robert Baratheon's in power is because of Robert's rebellion the war and you know you have all these moments of which you know it's alluded to that there was this big great war and this is basically how the houses all became in power and stuff Mm -hmm. and the whole premise of that war was uh what do you call Rhaegar Targaryen you know was like basically stealing uh Lyanna Stark who's Robert's fiance fiance at the time yeah but really they were in love Lyanna Stark and um Rhaegar Targaryen and then they had a son who basically is ends up being Jon Snow. But like the payoff of like you nobody knew that. And then it cuts to Ned going in the tower and then she has a baby. And then like 
he like just takes the baby as his own and basically makes this massive lie to like you know oh I had an illegitimate child but it's not his illegitimate child it's his nephew Mm-hmm. And then he does it to protect him because he knows his buddy Robert would kill that kid right on sight. So it's yeah. just beautiful. And then like the cuts of like the baby to Jon Snow's face. It's like, oh man. I went, I was screamed. I didn't realize the weight of it until like we, you know, you know, me and my brother in law were sitting around talking around. He's like, dude, he's like the heir to the Iron Throne. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I totally misread that scene. <laughs> Uh, I thought Jon Snow was a Baratheon. I thought he was a baby. I thought he was Robert's kid. Oh, okay. (laughs) And then like three episodes later, they really let you know. Rhaegar. Right. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, So I misread that. But yeah, that was a that was an interesting twist. Yeah, it's it's a big one. Um, I want to go and mention some of the worst characters of the show. though. (gasps) Now, top 25 worst Game of Thrones characters. <laughs> no. Um, I've only got one, two, three, four. I've only got eight. You only got eight? So I got top eight worst right. characters. Top eight. Let's All right, I'm on real quick. Let's do uh, Shay. Tyrion's Absolutely. girlfriend. Yeah, forget her. Um, Tommen, Marcel, those awful Lannister kids. Just Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they're the worst. Um, Shreen, that's uh, Stannis Baratheon's daughter. I see. Just you think she's the worst? Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, just like I didn't really. This I I just didn't care for her. Okay. You know, that's just about it. Um, his wife too. His wife's the worst. That's what. That's six. Um, Loras Tyrell. Okay. That's the brother of the girl. Um, all the Tyrells are kind of uppity. Are you saying like worse as in like we just didn't care for them? Just or worst like, character. Just the worst character. Uh, give me one more. Give me one more. Oh, Euron Greyjoy. Oh my gosh, yeah. He, um, I hate him. So my worst character of Game of Thrones, Alistair Thorne. He was, it was either between him and Jon Snow to become the Lord Commander. Yeah. Uh, he's the guy who betrayed Jon Snow and killed him. Right. Um, in the early on when Jon Snow first joined, he, John, he was like, egging on Jon Snow and then Jon Snow kind of flipped on him and he's like you're going to hang for that. He was going to hang him but then they didn't hang Jon Snow Right. and then Jon Snow ends up hanging him. <laughs> uh, so he's one. Peter Baelish he's the worst. Yeah. He manipulates yeah. everyone. Yeah. Um, Stannis Baratheon. He kills his own daughter. That's hilarious because I put his daughter as the worst. Right. He burns his own daughter alive out of think like out of good faith to the Lord of Light. That yeah, hey, we don't want a little bit of more snow, so let's just right. burn my daughter to not have that. Um, Ramsey Bolton, what he did to Sansa, what he did to Rickon, what he did to see. I love the villains. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why I just don't like him. Ollie, the kid who shot Egret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the kid who put the final blow into Jon Snow to kill right. him. Uh, the kid who kills Egret, right. Jon Snow's lover. Um, oh yeah, he was on the hanging block. Yeah, they hung oh, him. Oh my gosh! I got Shay. Yeah. She just betrayed Shay. Tyrion. Yeah. Cersei, because I you did. just hate her. I did, yeah. but she's yeah. also a great character. Right. She plays her her character well. Right. Um, and then by far the worst character of Game of Thrones, Uncle Benji. <laughs> no, 
the worst character is by far King Joffrey. Oh yeah, 100%. the worst. Dude, but I love the villains. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I, 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 you hate them so much. But then there's like just other characters that like I just didn't care for at all. Mm-hmm. King Joffrey was my favorite character. No way. <laughs> no that's way. how you know they did good acting if you hate them that much. You know. Sure. Because you're supposed to hate them, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I, it's not. It's not because I'm supposed to hate them. Like I just I hate them. Right. Like. I don't know. Hundred percent. Um. Real quick, Noah, what did you not like about the show? Um, and what would you fix? In the beginning, I said, uh, you know, Ned Stark was, uh, you know, one of my top favorite characters. But then I really remembered just a really dumb part he had where he was, like, investigating, like, the whole Hand of the King thing and, like, the, you know, the somebody might have murdered them. And he's going around looking at it. And... There is so much like alluded to that, like him and Robert Baratheon were like good buddies, mm-hmm. and it's like that's his best friend, obviously, and it's like he's the hand of the king now, and or he was the lord of Winterfell, and then he ended up becoming the hand of the king, and he refused to being the hand of the king before to Robert, and it took him so long to basically figure out that Joffrey wasn't his king. <laughs> he yeah. opens a book up and he's looking at it and he's like, wait, every Baratheon was born with dark hair. And he's like, this just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And he's sitting there and he's like looking at it and it's just, it doesn't even click in his head that like he doesn't go to the, so that was just one thing. I'm like, Ned's kind of a moron. Sure. He didn't deserve what he deserved, but. Oh, brother, <laughs> this yeah. guy stinks. That just bothered the heck out of me. Yeah. Um, I could see that. Anything with Gilly. You know. <laughs> okay. Samuel Tarley's girlfriend. Yeah, and the baby. Just unsafe. Um <laughs> just a liability yeah, just in the grand scheme every, of things. Every so you know, why is why is she in battle? Like, She's just like one long escort mission that right. lasts the whole show. hundred percent. Um A lot of people rip on the ending. Do you do we want to get into that real yeah, quick? Yeah, it. so a lot of people rip on the ending. I feel like me and David, you know, both similarly liked it for the same reason because we can continue to watch next on, next on, next on. I can understand where if you're waiting a week, years, for, years for, one. for 45 minutes of content, Jon Snow is dead. Jon, you gotta wait, right? <laughs> right. I like I didn't get that really. Oh my god, Jon Snow is dead, and then because of the next episode I watched. So I I want to plug real quick actually. When Jon Snow died, that was my breaking point. I stood up. And very angrily told Emily, I'm done. I'm not watching the show. Right. I'm actually mad that you would let me watch into the show. Because I am so like I have so much anxiety Mm. and so much like hate for like nothing goes right in the show. Right. And the people I love are all dying. What are you doing to me? Right. So I was really mad and she's like just watch the next episode. He comes back. <laughs> oh my gosh. She just flat out told yeah, me. Because I was done. Yeah. I gave up on Game of Thrones. So it's but. hilarious because we watched it at my brother-in-law's and and we, we had a little, like, some bootleg USB thing and he was selecting it and Jon Snow literally gets murdered and then he there's an episode between where he's dead and they're like trying to process it and stuff like that and then at the end of that episode he comes back mm-hmm. but then it's, the next episode is him waking up. Right. So literally he died and then Drew immediately hit 
him coming back to life. So I didn't have, <laughs> I, we didn't have time to process it. He's like, wait, I know. I was so upset him. about it. He just like accidentally skipped an episode. He accidentally skipped an episode. And then like, yeah, it was just funny. It was, it was really, <laughs> I never let him live it down. But, uh, That's funny. Yeah, for real, man. That was just like, um, actually, what we're talking about? The ending. Yeah, the ending. Just, I mean, there's like, uh, everybody has a stigma on it because it's like you're waiting on it and then it, your 45 minutes isn't worth the payoff for it but because we got to just kind of sit there and binge it you know i i thoroughly enjoyed the ending and it was i figured it was not going to end good because you heard you know talking to roger he's like just like what do you love me he's like you're gonna hate the ending mm-hmm. and it's like it's it if you don't if you were waiting for that, I could see why you would hate that. Yeah, for sure. Because it does feel kind of rushed. Absolutely. Uh, like super rushed. Mm-hmm. And, but I feel like they kind of took everything and wrapped it up really good. And it wasn't supposed to be like, oh, Daenerys just had a rapid change of character and then just killed a bunch of people. It was kind of like, no, it you, was. You look back. It was always Those there. qualities were always there. 100%. In her. That's yeah. very, it, it was very well done, I, I think. It ended exactly how I would have wanted it to end. And and I'm going to say, I don't mean, I'm not trying to like make myself sound like I know everything when I say this, but throughout the show, I was out loud telling Emily, I think this is what's going to happen. And a lot of times it happened. Right. And it made me like the show because it's not that I, it's not that it was predictable. It's that that's how I would have wrote it. Right. Like if I was in charge, that's how I would have done it. Right. And they did that and then some where right. I was still surprised. That's why I loved it so much. Um, I called, I, I straight up told Emily, I think the show is going to end with uh, Jon Snow getting offered the throne. And I said this early on, like season four. I said, I think he's going to be offered the throne, but he doesn't want it. Right. And I think he's going to give it to Daenerys. And as the show went on, I realized like what more and more was happening. Right. And that is what happened. Yeah. He was the rightful heir. And he's like, no, she's my queen. Um, but then he killed her when she, there was that moment where they beat all the armies in right. King's landing. Right. And then she's like more right. <laughs> kill them, kill everybody. And she just starts going off. I went great. Now they got to kill her. Yeah. <laughs> like I knew, I knew it was coming. Um, Someone had to go. Someone had to die. I wasn't upset about it. I think it was very poetic. Yeah. Um, I'm not really a fan of how they did Jon Snow. I kind of wanted him to become king without any mention of him being the rightful ruler due to his birthright. No. But I, okay. the way the show ended, mm-hmm. he is kind of the king of the wildlings. He went north where that he is their leader. Right. They made that well known at the end when they're all walking north and he's the only one on a horse it was very like right just the way they showed that scene mm. he is their leader right and then sansa who went through all that just to become queen of her home at the right. end stupid sure right give it to her i guess even though your your brother became the king of everything yeah i don't so. what did you think about brand becoming king i thought that was fitting and i didn't see that coming I thought that was perfect, though. I didn't see it coming either, but I, I 100% would agree with it. Brand the Broken, who has yeah. a better story? He just, he knows it. He knows exactly what to do. Um, I think there were a couple things I didn't like that I want to mention. Um, Arya's direwolf 
didn't have much to do with the show. It came um, back for a second. She let her dire wolf, dire wolf go early on because he was going to get killed. Yeah. Um, Namiria was its name, actually. So it might have been a girl. Um, but the wolf was going to die, so she let it go early on. Towards the end of the show, she comes across her dire wolf in the forest. And she tries to like talk to it, and it literally turns its back on her and leaves. Everybody Arya has been close with has died or whatever at this point. So for her to find her wolf and it just be like, mm, turn the other way and go. Yeah. There was that moment where she snuck up on a million dead people mm. and the Night King. Right. And she just lunges at the Night King with the very weapon that is needed to kill him. I think it would have been really cool, a really opportune moment right. for them to have the Night King catch Arya. And in that moment of, oh, shoot, I like didn't kill him in one step. Um, her dire wolf coming in, distracting everything, maybe not taking out the Night King, but like doing something to draw the attention for then Arya to drop her knife into her other hand and stab him. That would have been a cool right. full circle like with her wolf. Yeah. Where they don't op- overuse her wolf. They don't make it overpowered and annoying. Right. I think it would have been a cool moment to bring her wolf back as someone who um, is still in Arya's corner, even though Arya had to let it go early on. Yeah. I think that would have been cool. Um, again, the Jon Snow thing, I kind of wish he became king, but I'm, I'm good with the way they did him. Um, and the only and the other thing, Cersei's death. I wanted more. <laughs> no, I, I wanted her to die, dude. I wanted <laughs> straight I was, up. I was so happy with it because, like, it doesn't need to be like some extravagant, like, crazy death scene of like brutally murder, or, like you know, just getting scalded by fire, or whatever. It was like, yeah, like she got crushed by the thing she was trying to keep, you know. Mm-hmm. In the red key. Like, it's just, you know. And I think what's important to know is Cersei always wins. Right. She's a very Palpatine-esque lady. Um, she knows how to manipulate this, everything going on. Right. She did win, if you think about it. She, she she knew she couldn't beat Daenerys. Right. So she did everything she could to defeat Daenerys. Right. And she did. She she changed. That's a very good she point. Made, she forced Daenerys' hand. Yeah. If you want the kingdom, sacrifice everything you've been building. Sacrifice everything you've been standing for to get it. Right. And then what do you have? Nothing. Like that Toby Mac song. I don't want to gain the whole world and lose my soul. Right. I don't have to win. We just both have to lose. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what yeah, do you, what do you think, Sean? Um well, you know, the the thing about that show is the the conversation about how people were very disappointed with the last two seasons has been done to death. So I don't really I don't really need to get into it. And also I find it really interesting and kind of cool that you guys both thoroughly enjoyed it start to finish. And so I think that that is a, a testament to how well the show overall is, mm-hmm. uh, despite some of its flaws. For um, sure. The only thing I'll say about the show, kind of my piece on it is I think what makes the show very good, what is probably the reason it's so compelling and popular in, in society and why it just kind of like drove culture and entertainment for like a decade is because it is a story where there are very, very, very few examples of just straight good and evil. 
Instead, virtually every character is varying shades of gray. Mm. And I think that audiences really loved watching that because it created a lot of opportunity for things to happen that were not so clean cut. Mm -hmm. And also what kind of made that sort of brilliant is it, it allows characters to get really, really complex. You know, if you understand their goals, they're not always so simply good or evil, good or bad. Like they, a lot of times you can understand why they're doing what they're doing. And uh, like no better example of this is probably uh, Jamie Lannister mm-hmm. in the first couple seasons. You're like, that guy's the worst. I hate his guts. Yeah. But then he's like a hero by the end to you. And it's because the show was successful at giving you just enough empathy and sympathy and understanding of all the characters mm-hmm. so that even the most hated and worst people in the show you could grow to love. Exactly. Uh, there's very few characters that are like pure evil, unredeemable. Like the show doesn't bother to try to make them better, like uh, Joffrey. Right. Yeah. Ramsey. So, or Ball. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that that kind of writing of characters where they're real people, they have both good and evil in them. Mm-hmm. I think that's really well done. Right. Yeah. And maybe that's probably why some people were disappointed with the way it all wrapped up. Maybe not because of how it ended, but because people, uh, I think people just get upset by, you know, trying to force the conclusion so quickly, yeah. just like rush to the end when they, they really want there to be like a, just like has been for the shows thus far, a, a natural progression to how a character becomes who they become. Uh, and there's other characters like, um, uh, Theon Greyjoy. Yeah. Who, uh, you know, becomes it seemingly irredeemable because he betrays his family, his best friend. It's like, what the heck? But then you see how a, a character can get so tortured that eventually even an you, audience you're is like, yeah, him. you're rooting for him to like mm-hmm. just get something. Yeah. And that's actually a very, very um, commendable trait of writing and acting and uh, any kind of storytelling is when characters sure. have like, even when you hate them, you love them. Yeah. Right. And even when you love him, you hate him. And and I think Jamie is the best example of that. Yeah. A hated character who you actually come to love. Um, but something too, I think that's noteworthy. I think like Infinity War was so good because as an audience, the movie ends and you're like, they just right. lost. When have we seen a movie where the good guys lose? Right. And I feel like we got that with Daenerys a little bit. Oh. Where like Everybody loves a good redemption arc. Jamie's a good character. But what about a good character who goes bad? Right. Dang. Other than like Anakin becoming Vader, but that's a pre prequel. But like you will try. Right. <laughs> a character that is so well liked, but they turn the tides into right. turning them into someone. Right. I thought that was really cool actually. I mean, they even give like a, it's very, very minor in the show, but they even give kind of a backstory for the Night King. That was my other beef. That was very brief. My other beef with the show, I wanted more Night King. Yeah. I wanted more background. I wanted to know what the motive was. What is going on with the Night King? What does he want with Bran? He just kind of dies and you don't get much. Sure. I, I think, I think they could have done a whole nother season rather than rushing Night King in three episodes and then Daenerys in three episodes. I, I agree with that. But, I mean, whatever. Well, I'm there, good with it. There is uh, 
currently in production season two of uh, House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon, yeah. I heard a rumor there's a Jon Snow Yeah, that's, show. that's something up in the air, possibly. Okay. They left it open-ended where it could go really anywhere, and I think, you know, us watching it, you know, what, almost 10 years later, Jay, or whenever it is, whenever it, it came out. Yeah. It came I mean, out in 2011, and I think it ended in 2018 or 19. The show must yeah. go on. I think we're the we're the start of the next movement. Of yeah. People just re-binging it. Maybe know. if we talk about it enough, right, it'll happen. Um, I do want to mention, though, my least favorite moment. Of the entire show. Of the entire show. The dumbest thing that the show ever did. Yeah. Was put Ed Sheeran. Oh my god, I was gonna say it. As a freaking King's Landing dude. Right. A guard, whatever, uh-huh. singing in the forest. Yep. And then some stupid cheesy lines. When it it doesn't show him, but it you hear the singing in the forest, and I went. Is that Ed Sheeran? Right. And as a joke, because Ed Sheeran wouldn't be in Game of Thrones, right? Right. And then he is. <laughs> and I looked at Emily and I was like, "What is what is going on? This feels like a like McDonald's commercial or something. Like <laughs> like something is about to happen. I don't know. I like the coffee cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The cameo I, by the coffee. The cup. cameo by the coffee cup in medieval times. That's yeah. Right. Overall, great show. But though. yeah, what a great show! Obviously, it's not for everyone. It's very brutal. Yeah, very. We, we could gory. sit here and just explain in detail every ounce of it, but I think people just need to watch it for themselves. For sure. I was on that bandwagon of like, yeah, it's a great show. I'll watch it at some point, and then you actually watch it, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is a really good show. It is. And if you have seen it and you got this far in the episode, because we're far. <laughs> yeah. If you got this far. And you and you have your piece that you want to give us, and and just rip the show apart. Rip the show. Rip me. Rip Noah. Rip yeah. Sean. Wait, no, don't rip me. Yeah. Rip Austin. He's not even here. Oh, right. That's the easy one. Right. He'll we're, never see it. We're a so, bunch of newbies who don't know what we're doing. You know. Let me know who's your favorite characters. Who's your worst, least favorite characters? What's your favorite moments? What would you change about the show? What did you like that they did? Did you like the ending? Did you agree? How do you feel about Daenerys? If you had a dragon, what would you name it? Would you join a cult? What house would you dedicate yourself to? House Stark for the win. Let us know in the comments. What would your sword be called? Yes. What would your sword be called? Carded. 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 (laughs) Um, Please like. Let us know. Right. That it's likable (laughs) of a show. Um... I know it is. I think this podcast is fun. I'm a fan of this podcast. Um, and that's not even like stroking my ego or anything. My favorite part is when Sean gets deep and I learn things about movies and <laughs> and I laugh every time when Austin says, yeah, I've heard great things about that. <laughs> um, no, the 99 Nerds is very new still. This is what? Episode 40... Six. Six. We 49. didn't even mention that in the beginning. Six. This has been episode 46. Dang. We're almost at 50. And when we hit 100, I want you to be able to say, We'll be boomers. I was part of the 99 before they became the 99 million. Wow. Oh my gosh. So tell a friend. Let them know to join before the crowds come and stampede us like they did Jon Snow at the Battle of the Illegitimate. Yep. Children. Let someone know. 
like, comment, subscribe. Got one last thing to mention before we close out. Yes. Shout out to the birthday boy tomorrow, Noah. Aww, Noah Terry, thanks, happy guys. birthday, dude. I feel like Jon Snow, you know, just going off into the end. And <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's good. Cool. 16 years old tomorrow. The big, big one <laughs> six. No. As a joke, I wanted to give you some wine to drink on camera, like Joffrey at his. That uh, was his and, wedding. And that wasn't his birthday. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. They call it name day in the show. Happy name day. There was a there was a Joffrey's name day scene in uh, the show. At one That's point. true. Yeah, he was gonna kill someone. So and don't then kill anybody. Like, though it's bad luck to kill somebody on your name day. And then he killed him anyway later, or at least somebody got him killed. It's a long story. Yeah, I don't remember. It's another minor character. Watch the show of Game of Thrones. It's a great show. Or just watch this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Forget the show. Just we'll reiterate it every time. <laughs> we'll just recap. Um, yeah, this has been episode 46. We appreciate you guys. You guys ain't got anything else to say, Noah? I hope everybody's doing okay. And that came from his heart. Yeah. This has been episode 46. Thank you again. We love you. We appreciate you. And that's going to do it. Peace. <laughs> <Is> that it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>